This podcast is a production of Mutant Donkey. Uh, if you like Mutant Donkey, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mutant donkey. You can also follow us on Twitter at mutant underscore donkey. We also have a presence on YouTube at the Mutant Donkey channel, so please like and subscribe if you like this. Thank you. Fair warning. The Mutant Donkey podcast may be inappropriate for people without a sense of humor or for people under the age of 30. Thank you for listening. Mutant Donkey has a show That's where we want to go If you come, say hi Don't forget to feed Because Mutant Donkey is the show Mutant Donkey is my show Llamas don't suck so bad Sometimes they like to leak Mutant Donkey's where to go Oh yeah yeah That's where we're all gonna go Like llamas now, you can take a hike back. Mutant Donkey is the show. Woo! That's where we uh, want to go. Wow, 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 wow. If you want to come and say hi, you can just fuck us. Mutant Donkey is the show. That's where we all want to go If you lick a llama, it will lick you back Better wear protection Mutant Donkey is a show It's now time to start the show So I will shut the up Mutant Donkey Mutant donkey, something, something, the end. What is that noise? Sorry. Something is be- oh, Candyman is making some hot pockets. Mom, more hot pockets. So, I mean, unless you guys just want to say really quickly what you're playing and then we can transition quickly into the news so we can cover everything. Maybe? Uh, sure. Okay, who wants to go first? I'll go last. Go ahead. Uh, I guess I'll go first since mine's going to be so radically different than you guys. Um, I'm, I'm playing the Ultimate Edition of Control, which I already played through once on PC. There's an Ultimate Edition? Yeah, it can, it's just the same thing. It just includes all the DLC. And is it's up-rezzed. Is that the one that you got me? or? Yeah, I... yeah, same game. No, yeah, but yeah, I mean, did you get me the Ultimate Edition? Or did I get the... Yeah, right yeah, yeah. You're, you got the Ultimate Edition. Oh, really? Yep. So what's new in that edition? Um, well, I mean, it was updated for next-gen consoles. So on the PC, they got the up also. They got the upgrade. So okay. it's got like all the bells and whistles with ray tracing and all that kind of good stuff. 
Um, but that also includes all the DLC. So there's some DLC, dumb little uh, story content that's in the Ultimate Edition that wasn't in the regular edition. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't know there was, uh, you know, a lot of DLC in that game. There's not a ton, but but it's enough. Like there's two two expansion packs basically, um, which are small add-ons to the to the game, and then there's some other powers that they've added and some some small random stuff. Okay, so the gist of control is you're going into a building that's kind of like in between planes of existence or some weird Lovecraftian thing happening in there. Um. Yeah, I mean that, that's really all I can say because the gist of Control is basically you're playing through a mystery and trying to figure out what's happening. Okay. It's very akin to like Alan Wake, where oh yeah, I love as Alan you're Wake. playing it, you're not really sure what the hell's going on, and then uh, I, I won't say that it starts to make sense because that that goes a little too far. It never actually makes a lot of sense, but yeah. that the world itself kind of forms and you kind of understand what's happening. It, it's 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 pretty cool. Okay. And in a weird kind of way, I think we talked about this way back the first time I was playing it. Um, in a weird kind of way, it kind of reminds me of the Friday the 13th series. Because there's a lot of, like, cursed artifacts. And so these weird, random, normal artifacts have terrible things attached to them that, that are making things happen in the real world. Oh, okay, cool. So it's, it's kind of cool. This, this woman that you play as has the ability to basically cleanse those things. Mm-hmm. And stop that stuff from happening. But in doing so, she... She gets more powerful herself. You learn more powers, and there's more things you can do in the game. It's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to playing so, that. Um, I'm playing that. I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I thought you had finished that already. Oh, my God, no, man. Like, no. Uh, I took a break from that, and I finished two other games. Um, I finished the campaign for Call of Duty Cold War. Okay. Uh, and I finished the fun little, like, reminiscent platformer that comes with the PS5 the astrobot thing oh, okay um and i finished another game that we were playing i mean that i talked about i think last time i was on the podcast um the yakuza like a dragon oh finished you finished that, that one. They to play oh yeah like man a jrpg or something yeah yeah it's okay. weird like it's a yakuza game but it plays like a traditional dragon warrior style jrpg turn-based rpg okay cool um and i I think that. Oh, and I'm also playing Medium, which is on PC and on Xbox Series X. What is Medium? Medium is a brand new um, horror sort of game. That's uh, oddly enough, the, the the company that created it's pretty new, um, but they just sort of released the news that they're going to be working on the new Silent Hill game. Oh, which that's is good. yeah, it's part of the new segment. Yeah, that's fine. It's kind of perfect because the the ambiance, I guess, mm-hmm. of medium is very much like uh, early Silent Hill games. Okay. Medium, you you awesome. play as a medium, and you go to a sort of haunted location, and you're interacting with spirits and doing things. It's okay. It's um not not graphically awesome as far as next gen goes for for PC or for um, consoles, but what they do that's kind of amazing is they're rendering two worlds at the same time. Okay. So it's it's a it's a huge graphic lift. It just doesn't look like it so much. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of cool because there's kind of a mirrored reality where you play as the regular person in the regular world and sort of her spirit version in the spirit world, and the the worlds kind of mirror and are in real time at the same time. So it's it's kind of crazy. Okay. Very hard to describe, but but it's a cool game. Okay. Cool. I hadn't heard about that one. It, didn't they? That game that we played, Mad of Medan, didn't the other one come out 
Yeah, I, I never bought it because um, I have the like ultimate Game Pass thing for the Xbox, and I know Man of a Down came out on that for, like very soon after it came out, so I never bought the the newest one. Yeah, I was just waiting for it to drop so I could just play it without buying it. Okay, cool. I actually did enjoy playing Man of a Down. I just thought towards the end the story got a little bit weaker, but I I actually did like the middle part of that game. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm with you. Like the the story kind of burned me to the point where I'm like I'm not as excited about the whole series mm-hmm. as, as kind of they're building out as sort of like a like Crypt Keeper esque, you know, Tales from the Crypt kind of thing where each yeah. each game is gonna have its own not just story, but kind of its own um what's the word? Um it, it's it's going after a different kind of horror movie. So they've done the ghost story now, they've done uh I can't remember what the first one was, um, but they're doing different styles, and so I was pretty excited about it. But that the ending of that one, man, that that was rough. That that one kind of turned me off to the whole series. Oh yeah. Um, and from what I've heard, the the one that came after that was better. I just I never got to it yet. So that, yeah. that's something. Hopefully, eventually we'll both play together again. Yeah, we can do co-op. I mean, I'll buy that one, and we can. I like the co-op of those games because it, it's kind of cool how they do it, where you don't necessarily see the other person's screen. You don't know the choices they're making or yeah. what they're seeing. Um, that was kind of fun. That was, that was a cool way to play through a story. Yeah, that was very creative. I thought the way that they did it. They made and we were interacting like and changing each other's stories. It was kind of nice. Yeah, it was cool. Okay. Is um, there so that's me as quick as I could. Okay. Anything that you're watching that you want to share? Um, well, uh, I finally started getting into Titans, which I'm sure you're going to talk about later. Yeah. Um, so I'll just say that now. Um, so I've gotten into that. Okay. Uh, I just watched Antebellum which I don't know if you guys have watched that movie. Um, it was, it was a, a decent concept, but man, the movie was kind of a miss. Um, what was it about? So, uh, yeah, man, it's hard to talk about without giving anything away. Uh, essentially, it, it feels like a woman is kidnapped, a, a very successful, incredibly successful young black woman is kidnapped and sort of wakes up in... Uh, basically in the south during the civil war as a slave oh okay huh so taken from current day and put there and uh it's it's a it's a rough movie man it's rough where is it playing on so netflix um it's on hulu right now actually okay yeah yeah so it's streamable on hulu i i don't i mean i it got bad reviews so i kind of went into it um and it, it got bad reviews basically because if you look at movies like Us or um, Get Out, like those movies are very well done. They're, they're, they're awesome. So for a movie in, in sort of the same kind of style to come out around the same time, like mm-hmm. I think it just got panned more than it should have. Okay. And so I gave it the benefit of the doubt because I know it didn't get very good reviews. But then after watching it, Michelle and I were both like, Whew, man, that, that was not great. Okay. How was that movie, Us? Great. Was that good? Um, I, <laughs> I just had this conversation with somebody else the other day. So us is, is good. Uh, if you're into kind of like the twilight zone, sort of what the hell's going on, this is freaky kind of thing. Yeah. Um, compared to his first movie to get out, it's not as good as that. Like that movie to me is just awesome. That movie's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Get out's pretty good. Um, so it, it's not on the same level as that, I would say, but I mean, it's a whole different level of weird. That, that movie's really weird. And the concept is pretty awesome. So I would recommend that one. That one's pretty good. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Is that it for you? Are you? That's it for me. Okay. Uh, I'm sure there's other things that I've been watching, but work's been crazy, so I can't remember anything. Uh, given that and the fact that we've been out of power for like a week, so yeah, I know this thing has been rough in Texas. Um, we've been watching like snow and ice, which is a new show that's on <laughs> in, in Texas for a week, and now it's like summer again. There's kids playing outside in shorts and t-shirts. So. I know it's like six, six degrees it's today. The weirdest thing. Like two days ago, it was like 25 degrees. So, <laughs> but but the frozen show was kind of cool. Like uh, I guess I'm, I'm done uh, repairing my irrigation system. So that okay. happened. Mine, I don't know if it's gonna work at all. I just shut off my sprinklers, and we'll see how that comes out. Awesome. But uh, but no, we had replaced our pipes with the the PEC stuff, the plastic, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so those things can expand and contract without cracking. So that's Beautiful. that's good for my indoor plumbing. So we'll see about the sprinklers, though. But uh, okay, Candyman. Well, that's a, that's a perfect oh, like. Wait, that's a, that's a perfect like uh, prequel to Candyman's Corner coming up later. Oh yeah, no kidding. So we'll get to that. <laughs> Candyman, yeah. what do you want to talk about? Or what did you see or play or do that was interesting? Uh, so we played. I mean, you pl we played it together. Um, we played a. It was on sale for like ten bucks. It was called Ten Miles to Safety. Oh yeah. Um, to I be honest, I actually like that game. I'm thinking. What's that? Andrew may like that game actually. Yeah, I mean, we didn't. We we played it, but then we we didn't go back to it. And to be honest with you, I I I was really thinking about it. I. I I don't know, I've kind of, you know, been thinking about things. Like, I don't want to just always, like, you know, I kind of hate giving games, like, negative reviews, but I was really kind of on the fence about it, honestly. Like, it's it's uh, it's a pretty flawed game. It's, it's honestly kind of crap. Um, <laughs> it, it probably deserves a negative review, because it said it was, like, full release. Was, I mean, on the one hand, it was a $10 game, so, you know, you shouldn't really go in with, like, crazy high expectations on a $10 game. And so what it is, it's a survival game. It's kind of, I, I kind of thought it was going to be like Project Zomboid or Seven Days, you know, kind of like a, a, a Seven Days to Die Light kind of experience. Mm -hmm. And on some levels, it, it that's what it is. But it's, uh, so basically it's kind of, it's kind of, what it is, it's really, it's more like Project Zomboid. It's kind of a top-down you know, zombie survival thing, and the thing is, you have to go ten. You're like in the city during the zombie apocalypse, and you have to go like ten miles to to get out of ten, to get to like a military base that's got you know guards and food and whatever. And uh, the problem, and you and you you know like you during the day you scavenge, you kind of move and scavenge, and then at night you basically hole up in a house and you like uh, build, um, you know, build defenses, build uh, barricades and whatnot barbed wire and barricades and stuff and you try to survive the night and then during the day you move and honestly it, it, it has it was kind of it was like really simplistic and kind of flawed and like the building the building wasn't very good or powerful and the the like the when you shot like the like if you were at the top of a staircase and you were shooting like you only shot uh straight ahead like even if you were like right at the start of a staircase and something was coming up the staircase like you would shoot straight ahead and like not shoot down the stairs and stuff like that it was uh you know it's kind of i don't know like we didn't we, we were playing it and we just kind of abandoned it and and at first i was kind of like oh we're not gonna play anymore and then i was just kind of like yeah you know i don't think this is a i don't i don't really think this is like the world's biggest loss 
it's uh the concept is interesting i found but i found that the game didn't have as much depth as i wanted to and things started becoming very repetitive very quickly it was it was incredibly repetitive and so so basically the game had a very 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 simple trope which is basically you walk like a you know 0.2 miles and you get into like a new part of town and then you would have to go find like new weapons and armor with that were the same as the old but with a slightly different um adjective you know to, to describe it and then you got so you got that and then you uh you know you and then you go to the next you go another point two miles to the next part of town and you'd get a new gun and stuff with a different name you know but it was the same everything except for the name and it was just uh it was just really mediocre it was too it was too bad and it said it was like really you know it said it's like oh it's release and you know blah 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 but it felt like a it felt like a really early access game and it's just like it says it seemed like it could be just like a fun little time waster but it was just a time waster <laughs> yeah it wasn't so, as good as i wanted it to be it was fun for uh, a little bit but after a while they get repetitive so yeah and i was kind of thinking about i don't know like i feel you know i always have kind of a, a weird feeling about that it's like on the one hand i want to leave a negative review because it's you know like people really shouldn't play this game because that's the problem and that's one of the things i think about a lot is uh you know it's like there's so many games on Steam and so many games in my Steam library that there's really there's really just no time to play a bad game. Exactly. There's People really not. Know. People need to know. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. The thing is, it has... I mean, the thing is, if there's one reason to play it, which there's not, but if there was, it would be that it has, like, 7 million achievements. You know, you get, an, you get achievements for absolutely everything. There's, like, 7 million achievements. But even that, they were bugged. And, and co-op mode... Um, only the the person whose game it was got the achievement, so it was just like a really it worked for me. Really, even the achievement stuff was flawed, but like it did have a lot of achievements and stuff. But but yeah, like I kind of feel like people, yeah, like and like if I was gonna play that game, honestly, I I mean if I was gonna play a game like that game, I would probably just play Project Zomboid because I think Project Zomboid is, you know, even though Project Zomboid is also a flawed game, it's better than that. Yeah, it's similar but better. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. So, so anyways, it was fun, but uh, or, you know, it was fun for a little bit, but yeah, we we kind of dropped it, and I don't feel bad about that. Um, then I think I don't think I pl- I try to remember. It's been quite a while since the last podcast, but but basically, what we've really been playing is the one that's worth talking about, which mm-hmm. is, well, the one I've been playing. We haven't played. I was kind of hoping we'd play this weekend, but we but we didn't. Um, but uh, Valheim, which I, I jumped on that one really early, um, just because it was only twenty bucks. I was just like, you know what? I was just like, screw it. It's twenty bucks. You know, it, the, the the preview stuff looks good. It's twenty bucks, and some of my friends were some of my other friends were talking about it. I was just like, you know what? Screw it. It's twenty bucks. You know, I gamble on early access uh, titles all the time, anyways, and so I got it. And it turns out, and so I got it. And one of my other friends saw that I got it, and he was interested, so he got it, and we tried it together. And uh, it turned out it was really good. And then I was kept, kept telling everyone, I was like, dude, you got to play this. And everyone's like, no, we're good. We don't need to play, you know, we don't need to play another early access. But, uh, but I, I kind of convinced people to, you know, other people kind of got convinced. To, and I think that just kind of the general growing buzz in general kind of convinced people that it wasn't just a flash in the pan. And it turns out it's like, it's, it's really the best... Uh, it's the best early access game in, in many years. I mean, it, it literally kind of turns the whole 
you know, garbage early access thing on its on its ear for once. Like it's uh, it's it's really a solid, like, well put together. You know, like uh, got it's got a pretty good set of content. So basically, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a Seven Days to Die type of game, except there's no zombies. Um, it's it's set in Viking times, and it's just a, it's just kind of your standard survival mine build it mine and build and uh it's, it's got bosses which is nice it's kind of different i mean that's one thing that's different than seven days to die it's it's survivalish but it's not um the environment doesn't just conspire to you know like there's not zombies just running around trying to kill you all the time it's more uh go out into the world and and uh kill things and you know there's there's ruins to find and but but basically there's bosses to kill and so it's kind of got tiers and you kind of go into and there's different biomes and you kind of go into a new biome and you start gathering the material like at first it's really hard and then you kind of start gathering materials and you get stronger and then eventually that biome kind of becomes easy and then you move to the next biome and fight the night the next boss and and uh, so forth but it's 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 a really decent uh really decent game it's it's really fun it's it's got good survival good crafting uh the, the fighting is fun uh it's got a lot going for it and they've already i mean it's been like a huge success they've already sold two million they're probably I imagine they've got to be it's been like almost a week they're probably getting close to three million like my whole uh steam friend list is pretty much like you know okay. uh, playing the heck out of it i think they're close to four million uh, by now actually Oh really? Yeah, I remember. I yeah, it's kind of funny because I I didn't hear anything about it until you mentioned it, Candyman, and then all of a sudden, like literally the next day, there were stories everywhere, and they keep going. Like that game is just, it's like sailing toward huge success. You know, I really want to play it all the time, but here's the problem: <laughs> they they're still putting stuff in. So basically, what you're playing right now, it's obviously not the final version of the game, even though it's a lot of fun. Like, for example, they're going to introduce a bunch of different monsters and things. And I've been seeing articles everywhere about how many more things are going to be introducing to the world. So, you know, um, I guess unless I play with the understanding that I'm going to start the game over and over again. until Because I want to, I want to play through everything. I don't want to play through some of the content. and then Because they're going to add mini-bosses now. They're going to add different types of bosses. And they may add additional, like, real bosses. And so the game's still getting fleshed out. It's extremely good. It's a lot of fun. It's, in my opinion, the best survival game out there. And, and not only that, it kind of plays a little bit like, I guess... I mean, I never played Breath of the Wild, but I think, you know, from hearing people talk, it sounds like... It's yeah, it's like a Zelda game. game. Yeah, yeah, it plays a lot like a Zelda game. It's it's kind of got that Zelda feel. It's kind of you... you it's kind of an interactive... Co- simple interactive combat, kind of a block, do- you know, block dodge or, a, you know, counterattack attack. It's just... It's kind of a simple action. Like, if you, if you block at the right time, you get, like, a perfect block, and then... You can block or parry, and if you get like a block at the perfect time, then they'll it'll stun them, and then you can uh, you can jump, you know, you can jump in and get a a counter attack. And so the combat's pretty fun. It's it's and and the thing is, it's like it's hard when you go into like a place you shouldn't be. Like they really spank your ass, and then like once you like get geared up, it's actually not too bad. So right. it, it's it's mm. like it's it's pretty. It's like it's skill based, but it, it's like I find it's a really good balance because like for me, like I'm not. Uh, a very good Twitch gamer, so you know, like it's. I find that the the combat difficulty is somewhat challenging, but or you know, for someone like me, it's challenging. But for probably a normal person, it might be ch- just normal. But I, I find it's a good balance between not being uh, overwhelming. 
Yeah, and it's not yeah, overwhelming. Yeah. Without being uh, too hard. Also, the survival system and the crafting system is not overwhelming as well. So for people that are more Twitch gamers, the opposite of Candyman, and they don't like crafting a lot of shit, and they don't like the survival aspect of it, where you can't die from hunger. So, I mean, your hit points will be lower if you don't eat, but you can't die from hunger. And the crafting system has a little bit of depth, but enough depth to make it interesting, but not so much depth that's going to turn people, you know, that don't have the patience for that. So it's... I think what kind of man says is right. It's balanced all the way around. It's really well balanced, and that's the strength of the game. Really well done. So yeah, that's 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 been like the that's been the big time drain in my life. Like I said, I've got a couple different groups of friends that are playing it, and it's and it's got it, we haven't really even built boats in our game, but it's got sailing. Like the boats and the sailing is really really satisfying. Like the the way the ocean moves and the you know like the ocean storms and stuff. It's 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 really. It's it's like the graphics aren't amazing, but they're but they're solid, and it's kind of it's it's not even that the graphics are good; it's more like the feel. Yeah, like it's got like a really good feel to it, even though the graphics aren't great. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Very smooth, very responsive. They're also saying so, they're going to flesh out the oceans with a lot of more creatures and things. That's yeah, and, and by the way, yeah, it's it's got like it's got creatures on the ocean too. Like you can, you know, like like I said, it's not overly challenging but it's not hard to you know like you you have to respect the game like if you respect the game it's not too bad but if you don't respect the game like you'll die really fast it's very easy to Uh, drown because you have to keep you know you get better kind of like skyrim where you get better at doing things by just doing them so when you start swimming you have to swim very close to the shore because your stamina goes down very quick it's very easy to die from swimming if you don't train it, I guess. Yeah, that's the other thing that's really fun. It's it does. I forgot about that. That's one thing I left out. It has a skill system exactly. It's like Skyrim. So basically, skills go up to like a hundred, um, and you get everything. Does, it's like the old Seven Days to Die. Everything goes up by doing. So like, if you punch things, if you kill things unarmed, you get unarmed combat skill. If you fight with a club, you get club skill. And and as you just do repetitions, like the more you run and jump, like you can ru- you can run using less stamina. You can jump higher. So it's very organic. There's no levels. You don't get like XP for a kill, and you don't get level ups and perks. You just you just progress organically. You you kill stuff, and you you whatever weapon you use, you get better at, and that means you'll do more damage. And you know, with that weapon and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's also got a, it's kind of even the block systems. I mean, like I said, you have to do kind of you if you do a perfect block, you'll stun the enemy, and that's really what you want to do. Which you just and it's not that hard to time. You just have to kind of block right before they attack but it's not super finicky but the other thing is blocking takes stamina like if you're like fighting like three guys and you just sit there and block like they will absolutely within you know just a couple of rounds they'll burn all your stamina and then you'll start getting cream so it's you can't just sit there it's not like some games where you can just sit there and turtle you know you can just sit there and like block and block and block like it it eats a lot of stamina to block so you have to you know there's kind of pressure you can't just like sit there and and block and wait you have to like you know you've only got a few chances before you're gonna like get exhausted so yeah that's a really fun game and i really i think that's really i don't know it's been so long since the last podcast i don't but i don't really think there's anything else that i've that i played we played we played scrap mechanic just briefly and it was it was just you know it was okay it was it just wasn't for some reason it wasn't super compelling um, it's it kind of like another a kids game to me. I don't know. What's that? Uh, that scrap mechanic feels like a kids game to me. 
Yeah, the the crafting instead the crafting aspect. It was yeah, it was kind of it. Was, I don't know. It just didn't grab me that much. It was it's, yeah, it's kind of a survival crafting game, but it just wasn't uh, super exciting. We did play Endless Legend while I was was out there. Endless Legend is fun. I, I I got into that for a while, and I did beat it as the the Vaulters. But that game, my my biggest gripe uh, about that it's a it's a really fun. It's a, like a Civ clone. And it's honestly a really fun game. My only beef with it is that, like, I played a single-player game. Mm-hmm. Dude, I freaking played that game, like, like almost all the hours I have played. Let me see how many hours I have on Steam on that game. Like, I played pretty much, like, we only played, I played with Andres just a few hours. And I played it a few hours by my, you know, by myself before that. I have, well, actually, I guess it's not as bad as I thought. I have 34.4 hours, but probably before that I had, like, four or five total so, like, playing one game to beat it probably took me, like, 30 hours. Like, that's a long time. That's a long time to play, like, a camp, you know, to... to and don't get me wrong, I, like, I really played the game. Like, I was trying to get the achievements. I, you know, like, I, I wiped out everybody to get, like, the, the victory conditions and stuff. Like, I, I, I did go for, like, the really complete game, but still, 30 hours is a long time to play a, you, you know, like... One a campaign? <laughs> yeah, to play one campaign. Whereas we were playing Northgard, and Northgard, by the, so that's the last game I'll mention, we played Northgard, and that's honestly, it's it's a it's a fun, Northgard is a fun game. Northgard is very fun, as long as you're not next to Ethan when you, oh look, Ethan's here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, Northgard's fun, um, but... Um, Ethancito. So yeah, we that, that, well the nice thing about Northgard, so the thing I'll say about Northgard that's nice is... Um, it's nice in that you can basically hop into the game like really quickly um like you can play the whole game in like an hour an hour and a half like like it's a it's a really nice like as opposed to endless legend um you know where you if you start a game of it and you want to play it you're gonna have to like break it up into a bunch of sessions and stuff like Northgard. it's like you start you play for an hour and it's over it's it's a nice clean you know you get a bunch and, and you can play up to like 10 people i think it is or eight or 10 people you can get a lot of people so if you have a big group of people you can get everyone into the game and it's just kind of a it is kind of like a civ light um you know and it, but it's nice it's just nice because you can kind of hop in and, and get a quick game going without you know everybody you know for like a bunch of adults you know that have families and jobs and stuff you can get everybody together for an hour and actually play a whole game of something because it's really hard when you're playing with a group of people to like, you know, oh, it's like, oh, we were playing with these six people, but only five people are available. We can't, you know, we can't continue the the session in that game. It's like, nope, you just take who you got and you play it. Yeah, Northgard also does not allow you to save multiplayer games. Oh, well, yeah, and that makes sense. Like I said, you can, you can, it, it's really, in my opinion, it's kind of designed that you just, you know, you, you just sit down for an hour and you knock out a game and that's, and that's satisfying. Just uh, the other thing I forgot, the other game we are playing that I forgot about is Boring Lands 3, oh, which, yeah. uh, it, it's not a bad, it's, it's, it's a pretty fun uh, game, the only, my only real beef with Boring Lands, well, I have two beefs with it, it's, it's a fun game, it's a fun shooter, it's got good skills, it's got a lot of variety, it's got a lot of stuff going for it, there's, there's only two things that I don't like about it, and one is that, like, the, um, the dialogue is really fucking long-winded, and it's just, like, sometimes <laughs> you're just like, dude, just shut up all the time i mean they're worse than me you know this good lord um 
and then the other thing that's uh, kind of a, it's got a lot of bugs and it's really disappointing that yeah, uh, Borderlands 3 has a lot of bugs compared to the first one and the second one I don't know Randy Pitchford like took a break and said fuck this game I guess I don't know yeah, they 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 really it's it's kind of severe amount of bugs and like they and 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 like you find like I literally would like Google like we'd get stuck with a bug or something, and I and I Google it and it's like oh shit this bug is from like you know like there's a bunch of posts from like when the game came out like September two thousand nineteen it's like dude and they didn't fix it like it's really neglected like that that part's a little disappointing, and actually I, but anyways it's a really but other than that it's it's a really fun looter shooter it's like Diablo with guns you just get a bunch of random you know, I guess actually my other complaint might be that so it's it's really fun the, the whole random loot thing is fun but the problem is with that game is that. The guns, like, you can get a gun, and, like, the guns all have, like, very similar gear scores, but you have to try all the guns. Like, like yeah. when you look at a gun, like, a gun might look good or look bad, but there's just, like, no telling. Like, like the numbers and stuff on the gun seem almost meaningless. Like, you just have to try it and see if it's any good or not. But, yeah. but still, I mean, the, but what about the boils down to, though? It's just the part where you run around and shoot and do the missions and stuff is really fun. Yeah, it is. I did find that some of the guns are a little bit underpowered. Yeah, well, that's kind of my yeah. That was kind of the gripe I was making because I was yeah. you know you're like oh I found a purple rifle or I found an orange rifle and you're like oh man like this thing is worse than my one that I got like ten levels ago like that that part's a little yeah. And I found that in the previous two Borderland games, I'm not counting the pre sequel or Tales from the Borderlands. I'm just talking about Borderlands one and two. The gun drops were a little bit better in terms of the more you advance the game, the better guns you get. Right now, there's just a lot of trash dropping right and left. Nothing. Well, like I said, even the color, like even if you find like a legendary or whatever, you know, like there's absolutely no guarantee that it's that it's you know, like there's there's absolutely no guarantee whatsoever that you're even gonna want to consider it. Like you'll just equip it, shoot it, and go like, "Ooh, this is hot garbage." Yeah. And I forgot. You know what? And I don't know. Maybe we want to talk this. I for totally. You know, it's hilarious. So I just talked about all these games. You know which mm-hmm. one I forgot? The one, the elephant in the room, Cyberpunk. Mm. I totally, that's how forgettable it was, to be honest with you, is that, that after, after like six months without a podcast, I forgot Cyberpunk, which was like the, you know, game of the year that everyone was looking forward to yeah. that, that didn't pan out. I mean, I did enjoy what I played so far. It's just that they're still coming up with fixes, so I'm, I'm holding until they finish fixing that game before I continue the story. Because, like I said, I'm not going to play that game more than once. So, I want to play the yeah. thing that's not broken, basically. Or when it's Yeah, and I, don't, I don't know how much we want to go into the game. But, yeah, that's all. Well, and see, the funny thing is, so the funny thing is, I mean, I've had, like, everything spoiled for me. But, to be honest with you, I didn't even finish beating the game. And I, I got really into just, honestly, the reason I really got into it is because, like, a lot of people were playing it. I was trying to achievement whore it. Like, I was mm-hmm. trying to... You know, it's like, oh, everyone's playing this game, so if I get a bunch of achievements, everyone's going to see, like, how many achievements I got, and they're going to think, you know, they're going to be like, wow, he's cool, he got all the <laughs> achievements, cyberpunk. I mean, I know it doesn't work that way, but I was kind of <laughs> like, oh, this, like, everyone's into this game, so I'm going to, like, really do well on the achievements on this game, even though it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, like, burned me out, and especially the, um, I, I was really kind of disappointed with the... I, mean, I don't. I don't think we should go into. I think it's probably too soon to go into spoilers. Yeah. But basically, the the only thing I can really say is that there's like four endings, and they all suck. <laughs> there's like not a good ending to the game. I won't spoil the endings or anything like that. But there's there's essentially like so there's there's two. 
Uh, and it's actually kind of an interesting system, and I don't think this is spoilery. Um, so there's an interesting system, right? There's male and female. There's So your character's V, and basically the reason you're V is so that I think if you're a female, it's like Valentine or something, and if you're a guy, it's Vincent. But basically they just always call you V so that they don't have to record the yeah. the dialogue twice, which is, which is a smart... Uh, design decision from their perspective because they can just call you V. They, it basically halves the dialogue that they have to record, and then your character essentially also has like a, like a male, essentially kind of a uh, you have a, a physical gender, then you have like a gender, a voice gender, and uh, that kind of determines your romance options. There's actually, I guess, what I was a little disappointed by, and it's kind of petty, but in The Witcher, it was nice. The Witcher Three, it was nice because. Uh, you know, being like a male and a pervert, you know, it's like you want to, like, find out how many women there are in the game and sleep with them. I mean, that's just, like, that's what you want to do. I mean, you're the witcher, you want to, like, have sex with all the women. I mean, why not? Um, so I was kind of like, oh, cool, you know, there's going to be, like, I saw, I just kind of went into Cyberpunk expecting there were going to be, like, three women that, you know, that you could, like, get into bed. And uh, it turns out that it's really, there's really, like, four kind of variants of V. There's, like, Basically, there's uh, male and female, and then there's, like, gay and straight. So there's essentially four romance options, and there's one, only one for each. So, if, like, if you're a gay male, there's a guy There's a guy you can go after. If you're a straight male, there's a girl you can go after. If you're a straight woman, there's a guy you can go after. If you're a gay woman, there's a woman you can go after. So there's just four characters, and there's one for, for every, uh, you know, variant, basically. So, and the thing is, in my opinion, at least, you know, like, the... I didn't, like, me and my, the only other person I was really, that I played through the game at the same pace with, and we're kind of talking about the game without spoiling anything, we both thought that the uh, straight male romance option was pretty weak. And uh, the ending, as a result, the endings are also heavily tied to the romance options. And uh, basically that's kind of the reason the endings suck. Um, so, so, I don't know, like, that... On the one hand, like, I appreciate the inclusiveness, and I'm sure that, you know, uh, you know that, that people that are that way would, you know, appreciate having, like, a kind of a custom option for them. But on the other hand, it, it just felt like the... It, it felt like it was, like... So, let's put it this way. The game has, like, four to five endings, and, like, basically, there's not really... You know what I mean? Like, based on which... I don't know. Like, it, it's... the end. It just didn't feel like you had, like, a lot of... You didn't really have that many choices. It had like the illusion of a lot of choices, and that was the other thing: is that your your choices in the game have absolutely no meaning on the world or anything else. Like they they talked about like all these branching storylines and stuff, but the truth is there are like no no branching storylines. They're like all the decisions you make are you know it's another one of those games that kind of has the illusion of choice, but it's kind of like the Mass Effect games and stuff like that, where you know it's like. You might have four cho options, but basically they're all going to the same place anyways, kind of thing. But in Mass Effect, so, you have a lot of more romance options, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, so, but I mean, again, I think, yeah. So, anyways, it was, um, like, I will say the game is graphically beautiful. Um, in the world, I mean, a lot of people complained about the world. I mean, I thought the world was, like, very cool and alive. Like, I mean, it definitely felt like a setting for, like, a really cool MMO. You know, like, there's people walking around the city, and they all seem, like, varied and realistic, and 
you know, there's a lot of things going for it. But the other thing was, it was really a grind. Like it was really a really aggressive, heavy grind. Um, like just doing the missions, getting your rank up, getting money, getting money, especially was like a really, really aggressive grind. It's like they, it's like almost like they just wanted to make, you know, there's like an, an obscene number of side missions and, you know, like you have to do them to get money. I mean, getting money is really a slog and like getting skill ups, like getting your skills go up to like level 20 and you have to do so much fucking, I don't, I never did get a skill to level 20. And I'm a grinder. I mean, I put in, let me see how many hours I put into that stupid game. I put in 164 hours, and I did not get a skill level 20. Wow. I mean, it is a damn grind. So it's, it's a really flawed game, honestly. But, I mean, the world is amazing. The graphics are amazing. It's definitely got, like, a really good feel to it. But I think the problem is, like, I think the problem is it was, it's basically, like, all style no substance i think is how i ultimately would kind of come out feeling about the game you know it, it looked it looked really cool but it you know what i mean like the it looked cool but the you know the substance wasn't really there but but i mean i'm kind of with you on that too i think that maybe you know and and, and ultimately my it's funny because my ultimately my uh my original judgment on the game was correct, which is wait, just wait, yeah. you know, just wait like a year for it to be game of the year and fixed kind of like the Witcher three. I didn't play the Witcher three when it came out. I didn't, I didn't play the Witcher three until both expansions were out. And I thought the Witcher three was amazing, but I didn't play it when it came out. So it could have also been a similar train wreck. So ultimately I think the smart thing to do is to just wait and see. But I do think based on how the game is so, kind of flawed fundamentally, like I said, especially in sense of the endings and stuff. Like, I do kind of wonder if this game... I don't think it can be the end of CDPR, but I do think it's close. There's like, I think... a lot of lawsuits aimed at that. I, I think it sets them back. Like, it could set them back, you know, five years. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll wait till they fix it and and see see what comes out of it. But okay. but ultimately, it was and that was the thing too. I mean, honestly, the game was so overhyped that they would have you know they were kind of set up from the get go. Like they would have had a it would have been incredibly hard for them to you know what I mean. Like they were going into like a situation where they would have had to hit like an absolute. It was so so overhyped that they would have. The bar was so so high that they would have had to, and with COVID and stuff and people working from home, you know, like they would have had to have an amazing amazing skill check to pass it, and they, you know, they were kind of set up to fail. But anyways, that's sorry sorry I know it went on a long time, but there was a lot to cover. Yeah, yeah. No, I played a little bit of Cyberpunk. I played maybe 30, 40 hours, and I'm just playing it. I'm not playing it to grind. I'm just playing it to enjoy the scenery. Like, when I play that game, I kind of look at all the buildings while I'm running. I'm actually kind of enjoying being immersed in that world. So I'm not grinding it actively. I'm just kind of playing it. I'm just a character in the world, basically. I'm more like role-playing it than playing it. And uh, I'm enjoying it, actually. Uh, but, of course, I'm taking a break until they finish fixing everything. Um, let's see. I guess it's up to me. Is Ethan in or not? His mic is not showing like it's working i don't know 
Uh, let's see, I, I'm just gonna talk about a couple of things that I watched because basically everything that I've been playing is kind of like what Candyman has been playing. I don't think I've played, I mean, other than Andrew and I are playing Divinity Original Sin and we've been playing it for a little while and uh, it's actually a lot of fun. It still has a lot of bugs though, especially the co-op thing. Sometimes Andrew will log in and he won't have any weapons and he won't be able to do his special moves, which kind of sucks ass. But the weird uh, thing about it though is on your screen I do have my weapons. Yeah, on my screen. And so if you do. take control of my character, you can do all my moves. So yeah. weird. Yeah, it's just got weird things now and then. And there's some puzzles that are really obscure that are really kind of p piss you off. Like, I don't know. But other overall, I'm actually enjoying the game a lot. Um, let's see what the... Oh, yeah, on the segue from Northgard, because we've been playing Northgard, I also joined the Kickstarter for Northgard, and I helped kickstart the board game version of Northgard. With, because of the pandemic and everything, all these Kickstarter games have taken longer than usual to be shipped over to people. So maybe I'll get it in the second half of this year. And then we'll check it out, see if it's any good. Uh, the other the show that I've been enjoying a lot watching is WandaVision, which is a show that I didn't think I was going to enjoy watching because I thought the premise was very weird. But Surprise, I didn't even talk about that. Yeah, like that, that's uh, something that I get up early and watch every friday yeah and and the thing about it is that i um i guess the whole i love lucy and i dream of genie and what is it the family ties right and and then malcolm in the middle those are all the shows are kind of parroting through the different iterations of wandavision i don't know what the latest one is because i haven't seen the latest episode but it's going through decades of like those those styles of comedies so yeah. like you had Growing Pains and all that stuff also for like the 80s version. There was a 70s version. The latest one was more like um, Modern Family. Oh, okay. But I didn't think I was going to like it. I honestly thought, what the fuck are they doing? And then I guess got, I caught up in the writing and the, the show's actually really good. It's really well done. To the point where Anna and I have been watching it together and now she, without my prodding, had asked for us to watch all the Marvel movies in order because she wants to know who all these characters are and so we've been watching you know we just watched the first phase i guess iron man iron man 2 thor captain america and the avengers we watched that last week and then this week we're starting to watch phase two i guess uh, iron man 3 and uh, thor dark world and actually right before the podcast that's the reason i was late because we were watching winter soldier and so we're going through all of them really quickly, and um, and Anne's actually interested in the story of all the of all the people. Now that she can watch them in rapid succession, she can put together who's who, and and the story flows a little bit better. Um, the other thing I've been watching, which I like a lot, is Titans on HBO Max. And Titans is like the it's I guess it's based kind of on Teen Titan, except the Titans are not teen. Well, some of them are teenagers, but it's it's robin and uh but the other robin is there jason todd is there as well so i guess it's gonna be the time in between where robin got disgusted with batman and is doing his own thing but it's like the period of time where he actually starts transforming into nightwing i think so, you know where he's kind of like has an identity cri crisis and so he's transitioning between robin and his own person his own hero and the show is actually really well written and well acted and I like all the heroes in it. It's really cool. 
And I'm not going to talk too much about it. I don't want to spoil too much stuff. But there's heroes that appear that I didn't think they were going to appear there. And I, and I was very excited to see them. Uh, and I would, you know... Basically, Titans is better than any CW show. Easily. Like head over, you know, really above and beyond any show that was done in the CW in terms of DC. And I like it as much, if not a little bit more, than the hero shows that were on Netflix, like Daredevil and uh, Luke Cage and uh, Jessica... What is it? Um, what was her name? Jessica what? Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. And obviously, I'm not going to mention Iron Fist too much because that shit was just not that good. Uh, but on The Punisher. Actually, the, Punish, the Punisher is one of my favorite Marvel heroes, I guess. Um, along with Deadpool, I guess. But... Um, but I really enjoyed The Punisher, and uh, but I, Titans has nothing to to envy from those shows. It's at the same level, if not a little bit higher, than certain parts of it. Although you know, because certain seasons are stronger. Like I thought, Jessica Jones season one was extremely good, but I didn't care for season two of that. Luke Cage, I really enjoyed the first season and half of the second season. So there's you know there's highs and there's lows. Daredevil, I think I enjoyed all the way through. I think Daredevil was solid. Um, and, and I thought Punisher was solid, too. I know maybe a lot of people didn't think so, but I thought Punisher was really good. Um, but no, I'm really happy with Titans, and, and it's already got two seasons on HBO Max. The other show on HBO Max that I've been watching is Lovecraft Country, and I have very mixed feelings about that show. It's uh, Some episodes are really good, and some episodes are just fucking weird. I don't know where they're going with this shit sometimes. Uh, I, I think the writing gets confused and convoluted. Uh, but there's definitely some episodes, especially the very first episode is probably the best episode of the whole series, I think. Um, but over, overall, yeah, it's a good series, but there's highs and lows. And it's almost like a, every episode is almost like a one-off. It's, I mean, it's got the same characters and it's actually following a thread. But sometimes it kind of veers a little bit too far and you're like, what the hell? Where are we and what are we doing? It's, it gets a little bit confusing. So yeah, Whitey's on the moon. <laughs> and Whitey's on the moon. Ethan just put a moon on the Discord channel. So, um, Other than that, uh, let's see. Is there anything else I, w- I watch? I watched Queen's Gambit. I thought it was really good. That Space Force show was on Netflix when Candyman came to visit. I thought that show was a lot of fun. Um, the Love and Monsters movie. I thought that was a really good movie. I watched it twice already. Um, oh, yeah. And the thing I did before the last podcast was play The Witcher. Fin- I finished playing The Witcher 3. And I played through the two DLCs and got every single mission and every single collectible in that game. In the end, it took me about 220 hours, almost. And I thought Blood and Wine, I actually, I think Blood and Wine is better than the original storyline. Honestly, Blood and Wine is fucking amazing. Um, And I know there's a couple of endings in Blood and Wine, and I only had one ending. But uh, Blood and Wine would be one that's actually worth playing a couple of times or at least save your game before the big endings and go the different pathways i, I would say that probably would be worth it because uh, the characters are interesting in blood and wine and um, and the area is beautiful it's very vibrant and shiny and very like don quixote de la mancha you know like it's <laughs> it's like a mixture between german spanish and french um, in the way that people dress in the way that people talk in the way that people look and it's just a beautiful setting. I think Blood and Wine is fucking beautiful. Talking about that, one thing I was going to well mention is when I played The Witcher 3, I, uh, I, like I said, I, when I was kind of talking about it earlier, 
you know, I um, when I when I played it, I waited till the whole thing came out, and I played the whole thing at once with all the expansions. And uh, honestly, when I got into Blood and Wine, I was burning out on the game pretty heavily, mm-hmm. and I I kind of rushed through it. And you know, if I had one regret, that would be that I didn't really experience that much of Blood and Wine at all because I was. You know, I was at that point, I was so tired uh, that I, uh, you know, that I just didn't really play it. Uh, I was just trying to get done. I was like, I got to be where I was with Cyberpunk, where I was like, I just want to be done. You know, I don't want to, I'm not really having fun anymore. I'm just trying to complete it now. But, um, so I kind of, I need to probably go back at some point and do that. But but I agree with you. I mean, The Witcher 3 was, was really good with the expansions. Candyman Tech Corner. I know that Candyman has something to say about this, about the your opinion about the prices of GPUs, GPUs, graphics processing units, cryptocurrency mining, the future of the market, and specifically, what do you think about NVIDIA putting brakes on crypto mining, like designing video cards that already have like throttled back shit to prevent crypto mining? So they stop buying all these graphics cards and gamers can actually be able to buy them. GP, I mean, the, the GPU situation is incredibly frustrating because I've been wanting a new GPU for literally, I got on the waiting list. So, mm-hmm. I was, so, so back when they came out with the new 3080s and people realized they weren't like the 2080s, that they weren't garbage, that you'd actually want to buy these. Um, I was checking the websites and they were all sold out. And then I was checking EVGA and EVGA basically came out and said, look, join, you know, like, you don't have to keep like spamming our webpage, just join the waiting list and we'll email you when the, when they come in stock. And I got on that waiting list about a day after the release of the GPUs and I've been checking my email uh, all the time and I still haven't, it's been, that was in like October mm-hmm. of last year and I still haven't gotten, I mean, I was pretty close to, you know, I mean, obviously I was like a day later, so I know a lot of people must have gotten in line in front of me, but still, it's been four months. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of absurd that, that they, you know, that, that people that have been waiting for four months can't get a card. Um, it, it seems really bad, and, 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 my, my, and I do kind of suspect, I mean, I don't have any proof, but I do feel like... I have a lot of suspicions that they're selling the cards directly to the uh, crypto miners um, because I just don't see where else. Because either there's only two possibilities: either they're selling the cards to someone that they shouldn't, or they are absolutely incompetent as far as as far as having capacity to manufacture cards. You, you know what I mean? Either there's no cards available, or they're saying. <laughs> Either they're not making nearly, nearly by a factor of like 10 or 20 or 50 or 100. They're either either horribly, horribly under manufacturing the cards or they're they're manufacturing them. They're just giving them to someone else. Yeah. And I don't know which it is. But I mean, so the, the crypto nerf thing, I mean, I mean, ultimately, I'm to the point where I would completely agree with that. And to be honest with you, I mean, it's sad, but I mean, I kind of agree with that, too. It's like, look, fine, make two. I mean, it sucks that they have to do that. You know, it would be nice if they could just have cards that would do both. But if it comes down to it, I mean, especially right now, it's like, look, make two lines and split your your SKUs so that, you know, half the cards you make are for gamers and half are for crypto miners. Because if the crypto yeah. miners are just hogging everything, um, then, 
they have to do something because like I, and what the other thing that's really crazy is if you look at the like I look at like Reddit and they have like a place like if you want to get like especially like a 3070 like there's places that are that have and that's the other thing that's very suspicious to me so if you look at Reddit um, people will announce all the time that people are like cyber power PC and what people like that you could buy a computer right now like a pre-built computer with a 3070 that ships immediately and there's a lot of those that pop up on reddit so it's like okay you can buy a computer pre-built so clearly you know clearly vendors are getting these you know clearly people are getting these cars it's just like but you have to buy a whole computer or a bundle or whatever and again the whole thing just feels you know it makes you feel like you're being raked over the coals yeah yeah that sucks ass i mean you know people got a game too right so hopefully we'll see. I mean, um, you know, and it's crazy. Like there was another thing like in the 3060s, um, you know, when the 3060s came out, you know, like they were listed for like, like the prices were like in euros or whatever, but like the, the prices were listed on the websites at like 399. And then when the cards were about to ship, they raised them to like 599. I mean, the amount of, of gouging, like, and before what was, and, I, and to some degree, I don't even blame them as much as you could, because like before, if you looked at things, people were, you know, just buying the, the video cards for MSRP and then putting them on eBay for double. And now all the vendors are like, well, why are we selling it to you for, you know, for seven ninety nine, and you're selling it on eBay for $1,600? We'll just sell it for 1200 I mean, on some level, you don't even blame them for that because why are you giving all... And that's the thing, you know, that's the whole thing. They, they had, seem to have no ability to stop the scalpers. And it seems like... And in fact, there was even a thing that came out on Reddit that, that I talked to Andres about back when it happened, uh, one of the vendors was caught um, scalping their shit on eBay under a different account. So basically, I think it was MSI, was literally selling cards direct on eBay through a subsidiary. You know, and, and it makes you wonder how much of that's going on. Like, maybe the reason there's none for sale at retail is that they're all sneaking their supplies onto eBay and just getting twice what they're worth. Wow. Yeah, that's... Um... That's not how. So, how long do you think we're gonna have to wait until stuff is available again on the market at a reasonable price? You know, I mean, and so here's the thing. This is another thing that's really interesting. So, whole, the whole chip fabrication thing is very. I, I'm. If you didn't know, I was a nerd. <laughs> uh, the whole chip fabrication thing is very interesting. Um, so, what's wound up happening with a lot of the chip stuff? So, before, you know, like Intel made a lot of chips, and. Um, um, AMD actually split like a long time ago now, like probably maybe a decade ago now. Um, AMD's chip making business was always kind of losing money. Um, and so they spun it off. They spun off to a thing called Global Foundries. And so basically AMD stopped, you know, AMD was losing a lot of money. And so they basically did a lot of things to try to, to, to become profitable. And one of the things that they did was they spun off their chip fabrication business to Global Foundries. And, uh, What's, what's really wound up happening, though, is like almost all the chip manufacturers other than like Samsung um, are kind of falling behind. And, and basically a company called TSMC is really like the, the leader in world chip fabrication now. And they're, they're kind of a neutral. So like a lot of the time it was like Intel makes Intel's chips. You know, Apple, even like, you know, Apple's making their own processors and stuff. Now it's like Apple makes Apple's chips. Intel makes Intel's chips. Samsung makes Samsung's chips. You know, and, and then Global Foundries would do AMD's chips and some others. 
But this company, a few within the last few years, a company called TSMC came out, and they're like a global foundry. They're not, you know, it's not like they just work for Intel or they work for NVIDIA or whoever. You know, they, they basically work for anybody who has a chip. Mm-hmm. And they're basically the world leader in the process technology. Like they're, they're and, and by process technology, I mean, so basically the chips are kind of measured in minutes. So it's miniaturization and, and it's measured in nanometers. And so basically the more miniaturized you get it, the more transistors you can pack onto a die. And the more trans, and, and ultimately what determines the power of a chip is the number of transistors. It's how many electrical circuits it has that can do the switching operations that determines how quick the chip operates. So the, the more you miniaturize, the more stuff you can get into a physical area, you know, a physical chip die package, and that makes it faster. It's just basically the more transistors, the faster your stuff is. And uh, TSMC is the best by far. Like Intel's just like, Intel was the leader for many years, and they had like a three-year lead over everyone, and now they've squandered it. And they're literally like th- almost to the point where they're like three years behind everyone else. And in fact, it's to the point now where Intel's looking at things and they're looking at going to TSMC too because they just can't seem to, to you know, get their dick out of their ear. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So, um, but the problem is, so the problem is you basically got one company, TSMC, who's the best. And what's it's happening is everybody's, including even like Intel, who used to be the best, like everybody's throwing their, and, and AMD and NVIDIA both make their chips with TSMC everybody is making their shit with TSMC and TSMC doesn't have the capacity. TSMC is overwhelmed by their, by their success. Hmm. Um, and, and they're, they're doing like a thing. They're like milking some like new $13 billion fab. I think it's in the United States actually. Um, it's, it's interesting that the fabs are around the world in different countries. A lot of them are in Southeast Asia, but there's also some in like Ireland and some, and there's a couple, there's some in the United States, but they're, they're all spread over, you know, spread all over the world, especially in places where there's lower labor costs. But that stuff is really slow. Um, it takes a long time to make those, uh, make the wafers and stuff. And and there's a, it's a process, and it takes a lot of steps. And so it's very slow. And you know, if there's contamination and things like that, like if they lose a batch of wafers, because it's such a uh, like a seven step process. If like if you fuck up at like stage one or two like all the other stages down the road won't have materials. And so it compounds the problem. Mm. And uh, like in Texas, there's the, been the power problems because of the cold that actually shut down a bunch of chip fabs. And, you know, we'll see what the results of that stuff are down the road. But, but basically what I'm trying to say is there's like a huge uh, chip shortage, you know, of, of fabrication of chips and, it's gonna so so i guess my point is to answer your question you know is this gonna get fixed anytime soon and my answer is probably no like i wouldn't i wouldn't expect to be honest with you i pray at this point i would probably tell you if i have any hopes of getting a video card this year like a three thousand series video card it's definitely not going to be before june and i'm probably thinking october and it may not be this year it's not happening soon yeah not at all well well i guess we'll dub this section kennyman's tech corner since this seems to be a lot of tech here uh, the, which is a second part question. The second part of Kenny Mastek Corner is what is the most efficient way to take a shit during an unprecedented winter storm? So I think Andrew has some ideas. Didn't yeah, that would be good. Oh, no, I was, I mean, you had the best idea, right? Just go gather snow and throw it into the toilet. I was just going to do, you know, when you went to the doctor and you had to give them a shit sample, a third sample, you just put a plastic bag in the bowl and just go in the bag and that way you don't have to flush. 
that's kind of like what the news was telling people to do. Oh, really? I wasn't. Yeah, they were telling people just to put like the the plastic bags you get at the store, just line your toilet with that. Yeah. No, what I was. It's like that. It's like that prank you do at camp where you put saran wrap over the toilet bowl. Yeah, just do that. So it just bounces off. <laughs> yep. It's- Actually, I was, I was going to say, dig a hole in the back. I say I'm stupid. I was just like, well, I was thinking about it when he put it in the, in the meeting notes. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I pretend you're camping. I would just like dig a hole in the backyard and poop in it. But, it was just yeah. cold as shit out there. I don't know that I could. I have problems shitting when it's cold. <laughs> like, I don't know what my shit just hardens. Maybe too much information. But it's just like... <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was born in Bogota and as a little kid, I would shit like once a week. I thought that was normal. And when I come here, like, okay, people have bowel movements every two days, every one day, you know, I'm like, holy crap. Now that I'm in a warmer weather, things feel a little bit better, but I think there's something to said, be said about shitting in the cold, man. It just like the body just doesn't want to do it. At least mine doesn't. I don't. It feels... It's like, it's like, yeah, you get, you're shy. I don't know if it's shy. It's just my turds get frozen before they can, can even come out. So, you know that prank where somebody's sleeping and you put their fingers into like a warm bowl of water and they piss themselves. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just need to put like a warm pot of hot water to put your feet in, and there that'll you go. make the shake them out. Actually, that would that might actually work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, what I had to do is I had to gather snow to put into the tank, and then when I run out of snow, to put in there. Thankfully, it was raining, so I just put pans underneath the uh, the downspouts and stuff, and so that's that's how I was collecting water to put into the into the toilets. Um, so when I had a day where we were like at thirty two degrees, mm-hmm. uh, I filled the tub, so we had the tub full of water for okay. us to use when I turned the water back off. Okay, yeah, we didn't have water, so I didn't have that option. I guess uh, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Like people to have the bad habit of not telling you shit. The same thing happened during Harvey, man. Whenever all that water inundated everybody's homes, like the the Corps of Engineers didn't tell people that what they were doing was going to be releasing the dam slowly. And so that it's going to flood everybody's house. And they didn't tell them, so people didn't prepare and people were trapped in their houses. Similarly, like they didn't tell us, hey, the grid's going to fail. How about you, you know, start taking precautions? No, just like shit started failing. And nobody had any answers. Nobody had any fucking answers other than, oh, yeah, we don't have enough capacity. By the way, you're fucked. I'm like, okay, thank you. Goodbye. Um, so anyway, that's not here nor there. That's just Texas problems. Um, okay, so I guess we transition to the news. Mute donkey. Podcast. News. Because we have a ton of news stuff. So... Uh, I guess tied to the cyberpunk stuff that we were talking about. So this is actually the new segment officially. CD Projekt Red stocks dropped 29% since after the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 in response to bugs and running problems on older consoles. I guess one of the biggest problems is just is that they told people that it was going to run okay in the older consoles and it just didn't run at all, right? So... I don't know. I thought that was kind of so. The other piece of funny news to add to that is yeah. they still haven't released the next gen console versions, oh, they which they said are coming. Yeah, so well. that's the funny thing is that's why it was pulled from the PlayStation Store because people were buying it on their PS4s and then playing it when they got their PS5s. Mm-hmm. But it's not the PS5 version. They're still playing the janky PS4 broken version oh, on their PS5s. Oh wow! And and so it's the same thing on the Xbox, but for some reason, like the the Xbox is able to handle it a little better, or, or I don't know what, what's going on with the Xbox, but that version, it's still janky and busted, but it's not as bad, so okay. they didn't pull it. 
But the funny thing is that so my my response to that would be is everybody go ahead and just buy some CD Projekt Red stock because whenever they do release their next gen versions of the game and then patch the hell out of the PC version, it's only going to go up from there. Yeah, if they can survive all the class action lawsuits, really. Yeah, we'll see. In which everybody gets like three cents out of them. <laughs> I know, right? They're like there's four hundred billion people suing them, so <laughs> they all get a penny. Yeah. Class action lawsuits for the lawyers because the, you know, they they get they get say they get like twenty five million dollars and the lawyers get like fifteen million for legal fees <laughs> and then the other people you know the other hundred million people split ten million dollars and they get a check for ten cents. Yeah, motherfuckers. I was saying, I don't think that. Oh look, it's here. Project Wait, hold on. Red is on the New York Stock Exchange. Well, wait, I, let me put your volume up. What did you say? I don't think the CD Projekt Red is on the New York Stock Exchange. No, they're, they're like on the Polish Stock Exchange, but I think you can, there's a way to buy it, I, but I don't, I don't really, let's put it this way, I wouldn't buy it. Poland has stocks? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I would not, I would not buy stock and I think it's, I think it's such a freaking gamble. You mean stock in general, or stock in that company? No, 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 no. Stock in CDPR. I think that that the, with the game, you know, I, I just think it's a risk. I think the game, like, because I think, like I said, I was talking about earlier, the game, the game has shitty endings. Like, I just don't know. You know, I, I think I don't. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I get they got my money, and I'm sure they got a lot of people's money, but you know, I don't have a lot of. You know, I I don't know. But I thought they, they issued a bunch of refunds to like console players, right? Well, I, I think Sony did it on their own. I don't think CG Project Red did that. Yeah. Oh, CD okay. Project Red told everybody that Sony was doing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Sony got really mad at them, and that's why they pulled the game from the store. So the funny thing is I'm looking at their stock right now, mm -hmm. and so their historic low is seventeen dollars ninety cents. They're right now at eighteen twenty, so they're not a, still not as low as they they were at one point but their high is only like 1843 it's only like <laughs> 20 cents more than where they're at right now so so don't bother I mean, they're not taking that big of a corporate hit <laughs> from all this and it also doesn't look like there's a big swing okay all right so i guess let's keep moving down the list of news uh, the next uh, item is marvel regains rights to the punisher and jessica jones so I guess uh, Netflix had the rights for a little while, right? And so I don't know if Marvel's going to do anything with that right now, but I guess it's back on their court. I have my doubts that they will. I will say I watched the first season of Punisher and I really enjoyed it. And mm -hmm. I didn't watch the second because everybody I talked to said did not watch it. I liked it. I thought it was good. I remember watching the promo for that show with my dad. And it was crazy. For the Punisher? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking awesome. I will um, say the uh, first season of Luke Cage was really good. Yeah. And I really liked Jessica Jones with uh, Kilgore, or Kilgraves. Yeah, Kilgrave was uh, fucking awesome. Tenet, really good. Yeah, but then it, Jessica Jones in general, like I, I always found her to be an incredibly annoying superhero because she's like, she can she can dish it out, but she can't take it. Like you know, like she can like like knock people in half with like her fist, but then if she gets punched once, she like starts crying. It's like mm, this is weird. 
Well, she's a little bit more vulnerable, I guess, than other other heroes. Um, oh yeah, here's something that Andrew is gonna love. Todd McFarlane to launch an extended Spawn universe, including a possible movie starring Jamie Foxx as Al Simmons. Meh. What? What do you mean meh? Yeah. Spawn is like I'm, one I'm of your favorite. I mean, I liked the old one with John Leguizamo, and I mean that was, that was a cool movie. I liked it. I had fun I with it. You like you like the past? <laughs> okay, the past is awesome. Yeah, man. Like, come on. Dude, that movie was so funny. Ball. I love John Leguizamo. That movie was fucking hilarious. It's it's amazing. Cocktail. <laughs> Cocktail. <After> your favorite <laughs> playwrights? No, after my two favorite body parts. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like the the animated thing from HBO years ago was good, also, mm -hmm. I, and and I like Spawn as a character, but like he, I don't know that I, I don't think McFarlane has a really compelling multiverse or universe. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I would love to see the long rumored and like multi tanked proposal for the new Spawn movie. That's been that's like the phoenix it keeps rising and burning constantly <laughs> like that that thing is never going to come out and i'd like to see that but for, as an extended universe I, I don't really i don't know that's i don't care so much well they're doing it with the comics i don't know that there's going to be an extended universe film per se but you know just like doing comics um hmm. okay i just saw the latest mortal kombat trailer anybody else see it apparently it's oh, coming yeah. april 16th it yeah, actually looks like a decent that. movie yeah, I mean, I will say, uh, the first Mortal Kombat, I think, honestly, did you see it with us? I know I saw it with Eat and Mark, and we and we actually, I thought it was really good. I liked it. Did you see it with us? I don't know if I saw it with you, but I did see it back then. I thought it was just funny. I just... <laughs> I mean, I thought it was, a, I mean, well, let's put it this way. At the time it came out, you know, there were a lot of kind of like shitty, you know, like comic, or, you know, not comic book, but, you know, like kind of video game movies, and it was the first one that was actually a decent movie. Like, it was actually legitimately... I guess it was a little bit of Street Fighter. That Street Fighter well, movie with Van Damme, or was it? I don't know. I mean, yeah, but well, for what it was, I mean, it was, you know, like, it was a... You know, it kind of hit, like, the right notes. Like, it was a... I mean, it was cheesy as hell, and it was a, a video game movie, but, but it did a good job. You know, it did a good job of being what it was, and, uh, you know... I, I thought it was a good movie for what it was, and then I think we saw like the second one, and it was just atrociously bad. And at that point, I kind of abandoned. It also had, by the way, it had some of the best fucking original like movie soundtracks, like mm -hmm. like really good um, like techno and oh, like yeah. the movie. There were like two movie soundtracks for Mortal Kombat, and they were both kick ass albums. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're great soundtracks to work out to, actually. <laughs> but yeah, the new one looks good. I mean, I don't. We'll see, you know, but uh, yeah, it, it actually looks promising. I think, I think I'll, I'm interested in that. Because the old Raiden used to be the Highlander dude, right? What was his name? Christopher Lambert. Yeah, Christopher Lambert. Yeah, yeah, he was Raiden. Which is weird because I thought Raiden was supposed to be Asian, right? Or not? Isn't he an Asian god? Or a Chinese god? Well, back then in Hollywood, was anybody really Asian? Oh, okay, well, I guess. I mean, technically, yes, the character should be. <laughs> But I guess you're being more accurate now, Lise. Uh, something that's going to excite me a lot, but nobody else gives a shit about. Paranormal. Actually, Mopi's going to like this. Paranormal, Paranormal Activity 7 is coming next year. I didn't even know there were that many. I think I've only watched the first four. Three or four. I don't know. I don't know if the other ones are any good or not. Uh, 
Okay, no comments. That means he's not interested. Yeah, I don't think there's any movies with a seven in the title that that interest me. Uh, the Fast and the Furious Seven? No, I haven't seen that. I don't think. Even even like Star Wars Episode Seven is stinky. <laughs> uh, but this is something that Candyman will like. Train to Busan is getting a U.S. remake by Indonesian what? filmmaker Timo Tajanto, New Line Cinema. Why is it getting yeah, remade? Train, train, to, train to Busan was very good. I definitely like that. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be interested in seeing yeah. seeing what else they do with it. That was I was I, I never heard of it. We watched, I watched it when I was visiting Andres, and mm-hmm. it was very. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it was just like it too. It was just like, this. Yeah, no, it was it was unexpected. It was it was good. It was a good zombie. You know, really good zombie trope. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, okay, here's another fun fact that Andrew's going to love because his favorite console developer is coming, is developing another game console. And that is Soulja Boy. Right? Huh? Yeah, Soulja Boy, that dude that was selling cheap consoles to people, he's coming up with another game console. God help us all. So. Well. I think your news right now is the only news anybody will ever hear about it. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> the other news that I put on the Discord, which I, I actually I'm happy on one hand and confused on the other one, was that Sasha Calle, the Colombian actress, was cast as Supergirl in the upcoming Flash movie. And was there ever a, a Supergirl that was not blonde? I mean, I know she used kind of like a wig to disguise herself, but it's, is it a good move to put like a non-blonde as Supergirl? Even though she's Colombian and probably rocks. Oh. Hmm. I, th- I think after all the recent news fiasco with DC, they need to do all they can to make a diverse cast. So, what into the news with the fiasco? With, hmm. uh, what's his name? The dude that played Cyborg. Oh, that his movie got canceled? Was there ever a movie for him? Uh, his, his whole persona got canceled. Like, <laughs> His after his debacle with the directors and with the DC Cinematic Universe and some of the comic artists also, and especially with Joss Whedon, like they have written him out of every movie in the future, and his movie is canceled. Wow. And yeah, well, there's been a whole lot of other fallout. Did he ever have an attitude, or what was the problem? Well, I mean, it started with a legit case against Joss because Joss Whedon is such a power monster and control freak that like that the, everybody's coming out of the woodworks now to say how terrible he was to work with back in the day yeah but nobody but, said that for years i mean and, and the yeah guy exactly was, the guy like had a charity for like against violence against women and all that stuff he was like protecting women and, and there was even a podcast no, back then called is, Jones, i mean yeah. it, it is hard to say and people get frustrated with this you know when people like come out and say you know, it's like, oh, you know that guy that everyone liked? Like, he beat me for 20 years. And it's like, well, right. why, yeah, why it happens you say all the time. Yeah. Like, why did you say that this guy was a monster? But the problem is, the problem is, especially with Hollywood and stuff, it's like, you know, like, look at Weinstein. I mean, it took, look at what it took. Muppy. To, Muppy. Look at what it take, took to take Weinstein out, Muppy. you know. Yeah. The, those people have so much power and it's just like it's like look you can you can raise your hand against me but you'll never work again and like well, a lot of people literally have the power to like to you know like when they say like you know like you'll never work in hollywood again there's some of those people that like that sounds like bullshit right like if you're boss at like my you know like networking firm or you know if you're an architect or something and like your boss is like andres you'll never work in architecture again you know you just be like 
you know, fuck you. You're an idiot. Like, bitch. You know, <laughs> I'll find out, you know, like you don't have that kind of control. But like in yeah. Hollywood, like some of those people like Weinstein, like they really did actually have, you know, like they could actually do that. Yeah, that's scary. Shit, it was man. such a tight knit community and there was so much money, you know, like because it bubbled up to like such few sources mm-hmm. that like they actually could do that. And so, you know, and I think, you know, even at like work when things get political, like there's times where you just know when to shut your mouth, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Muppy. Muppy's Gina here. Carano got rehired. Hey. Oh, Gina Carano got rehired? Yeah, not by Disney. But she got hired by a different company. Actually, that's yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I, you know, and I have—I was thinking about that. I knew that was going to come. I have but mixed I it, feelings about that. Yeah, well, I have mixed feelings about the thing. Like on the one hand, you know, like I, love I don't. Her, man, she fucking rocks. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's really unfortunate because on the one hand, I don't think people. So, so this is where the the line is, and I don't want to get too political, but the the line is. You know, on the one hand, I do not think people should ever be fired for their political beliefs, but I also think that, like, if people um, espouse things that that are like, you know, like this election fraud and stuff like that, if they espouse things that are like, you know, if they talk about things that are kind of factually incorrect or at least unproven, you know, like it's a tough thing. Because on the one hand, I just don't think you should discriminate against people for political beliefs, but like if people are lying, you know and kind of doing conspiracy theories and stuff, I think it's a really fine line, and it's it's really unfortunate that that it's something we even have to talk about, you know? But it's kind of like when you're at the yeah. office and you say stuff you probably shouldn't say. Like, for example, in an office, I would probably keep my political commentary to myself, even if I didn't agree, because it's the office, and so you don't shit where you work, and uh, you kind of bare your teeth and you grin, and then you're okay, and then you go home and you you curse up a storm this fucking people were saying this but if you actually do that i mean you get fired if you say stupid shit at the office so i mean yes you got free speech but you have to watch out because there's repercussions to what you may say yes it's their personal beliefs but there's also a very large audience and your employer may not like you know and i was equating this to like mutant donkey for example like because i do have censorship in mutant donkey channel because i don't want people to talk too much about politics because people start fighting and shit and so, you know, I, I can take people out or I can take arguments out because I have the power to. Similarly, Disney or whatever employer has the power to take somebody out if whatever they're saying doesn't agree with whatever motto that company has. I mean, who's to, it's, at that point, it's just an employer-employee arrangement. And, and yes, I love Gina Carano, but I also, if I were in her position, I would have said, okay, I do have my opinions, but is this the, the way to express those opinions? I don't know, because... At that point, you're responsible for your own actions. So, I'm not I'm not crazy about Disney either. But you know, it's just it is what it is, man. Well, I mean, I guess the thing is ultimately what it comes down to, though, is I don't even think she. You know, it's not like she was really fired for her political beliefs. I think it was more that she was fired for you know, kind of insane conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And but but regardless, I think I, I did read about her new project. Like she got hired by like some, you know, like some one of those like kind of alt-right news companies to like do some kind of passion project. And I, I think my expectations on that would be below zero in terms of actually having any hope of something decent. But yeah, you know, I guess at least she has a job. Yeah. She got hired by Ben Shapiro. Really? By who? What is Ben Shapiro doing? Ben Shapiro, uh, he's one of the co-founders of the Daily Wire. 
and he basically he's working on a project to get into movie entertainment it's actually going to be the second movie that his company has made the first one was called uh run fight hide and it was about like a school shooting or something and oh. then a, a student that survives or wins the day or something i don't know i mean i hope you know, i i don't know like this you know it really sucks that this you know that there's so much uh you know that there's that there's so much of this kind of crap that we have to deal with now you know it's i don't i don't you know it's unfortunate yeah um let me see what we have here oh yeah we're because we're kind of like on the superhero stuff of course, Gina Carano was also... What was her name? And uh, She was in Deadpool, right? I don't remember. I have no idea what her character name was. She was the... Yeah, she was She was just the chick. I mean... She, oh, she was in the shit of her. Remember, she was like the big muscular chick that fought uh, uh, Colossus, Colossus. And like, yeah, the girl, the girl that like got her boob knocked out. You know, like, <laughs> that's, like that's like who she was. And I don't even know what her... Yeah, I don't know either. Um, oh, uh Talking about superheroes or heroes, Andrew's gonna like this one, and I've said this like twice already, and he hasn't. He's gone meh, but I know for a fact he's gonna be excited about this. HBO Max is working on a Constantine reboot with J.J. Abrams. Chirp, chirp. Meh. Hello. Yeah, I couldn't unmute my mic fast enough, but that's a meh also. What the? F but you love Constantine. What the fuck? Okay, Where's next. So the, that's the one CW show that they got right. Like I, I liked the Constantine CW show, and that one they killed way too early. And and I didn't even like the dude that was cast as Constantine. I think his name is Matt Reeves or something. I didn't even like him, but he grew on me. And now I'm just like, man, f it. Who cares anymore? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of DC trying to do things. Like Titans, I agree with you, is awesome. Yeah, that's the, I haven't seen. I don't have HBO Max yet, uh, and I, I, you know, I do. Agree. Agree. That's the thing, you know. The thing for me is like I've just always thought that DC was like DC. Like the only DC's basically just got that's the problem. The problem with DC is they've literally got Batman. That's like that's all they fucking got. That's that's all they've got. Like Superman is like the most pathetic, boring hero you've got because he's like he has one weakness, Kryptonite. So you have to have Kryptonite in every single thing because otherwise you don't have it. You know, it's like oh, he's just invulnerable and you know it's like oh like there is no story because there's no you know there's no risk and it's just like you know like they just don't have like dc just has and that's the thing too they have shitty superheroes like like there's i don't know it's just like it just feels like it's like the store brand superheroes you know it's like although i will say what's interesting about superheroes in general like when you really look at it isn't it fucking hilarious when you really think about it if you look at the superheroes like every goddamn superhero from like the was like made in the like 1950s and it's just something with fucking man on it like it's literally like they just took a fucking thing and put a man on it and like that's the fucking hero yeah wonder Woman, like, man Batman, <laughs> superman spider-man it's just like oh let's see what do we got hog man you know it's like it's just like you just fucking take an animal you put man on it, and now he's a fucking superhero. Badger man, man, badger man. You know what I mean? But he look, like even like Iron Man. Like Iron Man is like my favorite superhero. And like you were talking about the first Iron Man movie, and the, like mm -hmm. the first Iron Man movie has probably been like the most home run, like yeah. out of like like movie that you weren't expecting to be any good. That was like a fucking 
grand slam home run, like just an amazing, amazing, you know, I mean, it literally launched the whole Marvel universe. I mean, that's yeah. how good that movie was, that it launched a whole universe, you know, and that, but that's just iron in front. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> like, you think, Iron Man, what a cool hero. He's like the fucking man. Like I used to, we used to play riffs when we were in high school. I had like my, my character had like Iron Man armor. You know, like, I love, I still have, like, 150 uh, issues of Iron Man comics from, from back in the day, you know? Wow. Like, I love Iron Man. It's just fucking iron. It's just metal man. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, that's that's how dumb it is. It's not even steel. It's iron. <laughs> yeah, it's not even, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but when you, you know what I mean? When you really look at, like, how many heroes are, I mean, really think about how many of them are, or women, you know? Yeah. You know, and they're just like, oh, well, Spider-Man's a good concept. Let's go ahead and throw a Spider-Woman in there, too, you know. Yeah. Supergirl, you know. So, or She-Hulk. She-Hulk. She-Hulk, in all fair, you know, it's funny, though, because She-Hulk was actually, like, artist, do you remember that? Like, Mark Diebel loved She-Hulk. I don't like Green like, Pussy. It was good. Like, it was it was a really well-done comic. Like, it was just different. I'll have well, look forward to that show. It's coming also. Green Pussy? She-Hulk, yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, seriously, though, She-Hulk was uh, it was good. No, I, I, I don't, I don't know squat about She-Hulk. I, I honestly don't know. It's just that. basically, it's just basically like Hulk, except she's a, uh, you know, it's it's another Hulk. It's just, uh, but she's uh she's like kind of like smarter and more. You she's know. a lawyer, right? She is. Yeah, she's, a lawyer. yeah, she's just like she's just like a she's basically like a kind of like a more common sense, like smarter, you know, like less insane rage and more. Like, she's like a Hulk that doesn't really have any anger issues. But she's got, like, the powers of Hulk. She can go into the Hulk mode, but she's, like, smarter and more balanced. And so she she's like the Saturday her. Saturday morning uh, Spider-Friends version of the Hulk. Oh, yeah. I got you. But, but, it's, but, it, but it's very, it's very lighthearted. It's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very, it's very funny. It's, it's like, it's just a different, it's a totally different vibe. It's, it's good. Wasn't it's Iceman good. in the Spider-Friends? And what was her name? Star was it Starfire? Or is that, am I talking about Titans now? See, there you go, Iceman, you know, it's just hilarious. Who was, who, was the girl? who was the girl in Spider-Friends? Spider that was Man. Firestar. Firestar, I love that character. I like Firestar. Uh, you can tell because I remember her name, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, because Kennyman is so inspired to talk about man and man and this, well, Justice League release for the Snyder version is set to March 18th of this year. On HBO Max. The four-hour movie of how Justice League should have happened, I guess. So, I guess we'll find out. Um, and it me, like, there was an interesting thing. Did you guys see, like, a Suicide Squad? Yes, both of them. Yep. There was a second one? Yeah, Birds of Prey. Well, the second one hasn't come out yet. Well, I guess Birds of Prey wasn't technically Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the... Oh, yeah, yeah I didn't see that. I didn't watch it. It was, it was, I thought it was, to be honest, I thought it was wretched. <laughs> I thought Birds I, of Prey was okay. Oh, I didn't see Birds of Prey, but I mean, oh. Suicide Squad. I thought was I thought was really bad. And uh, kind of funny, I don't know. There was just an interesting. There was an interesting thing. I guess like a, there was like this whole thing about Jared Leto. You know, because he was like the Joker, like briefly in that. And there was like this whole thing. I guess where you know, like he was supposed to get like a Joker movie or something, and then like he kind of didn't or some some nonsense and. It was uh, it was kind of interesting, but I was just like, you know, he, like he, he like he somehow felt like he got a raw deal or something. I just like it's like your Joker. Like first of all, I think Joker's been like really overdone. Like they yeah. just got to the point where they've really, you know, he also got kind of yeah he over, got 
he got butt hurt because nobody liked his Joker. And actually, he's going to have a cameo in the Justice League re-release. Whatever. And a dream sequence to have one line that they've already kind of played. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. It's uh, you remember the like the the future dream sequence where Batman was like in the desert or something. Oh yeah, he he says something to him right there. That's oh, it. That, okay. That's his whole part. What? <laughs> Good yep. job. So enjoy it. Uh, On that note, I'll see you guys later. I got to drop. Okay. Thank you for coming. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Sorry, not so much. And uh, <laughs> let's see what else. Oh yeah, did you see all the stuff from BlizzCon this weekend? They have Diablo 4. They have a Diablo 4 trailer, a new trailer, and they have a new class, which is a Rogue, I guess, which looks pretty cool. Is my iPhone good? Is that the... Uh, is that the, um, the what? The, the, this Diablo, I'm sorry, I lost my trailer. Is Diablo 4, is that the mobile one that they're no, talking no, about? No, no, this is the real one. I... Uh, Diablo Mobile, I think it's just called Diablo Mobile. I don't know. This is Diablo 4, the actual real game. Uh, and it's going to have open world PvP in parts of it. Uh, and I guess that's a big deal, right? Because you can get shards in a, in a shared world and you can get killed by anybody and stuff. But you don't lose your equipment, you just lose the shards that you collect. So. I don't know if my iPhone has a powerful enough graphics card for that. For Diablo 4, probably not. Um, but yeah, I looked at the new Rogue class for Diablo 4. It looks pretty cool. It's like a rain of arrows and throwing knives everywhere. It's, it looks... I, I like playing characters that are kind of like glass cannons. Because uh, when I play Diablo and if I play the fighter or whatever, I get bored because they have so much hit points and, you know, they never die. But I like to play like the... What was it? Demon Hunter in the last one in Diablo 3. That had a lot of DPS, you know, but then you were also kind of squishy, so you had to really uh, uh, do acrobatics through the terrain not to get killed. Yeah, Diablo three was not a bad game. Like I would, I would still probably like. Um, they good. Before your gear gets wiped, like if people want, if I had people, I wouldn't like. I played it myself. I played it a decent amount solo, but like if if people were gonna actually play it, like I would probably be, I would probably be pretty enthused to play it with people, but I wouldn't want to play it. I wouldn't play it solo but you know how i enjoy playing it now i enjoy playing like the iron mode or whatever it is the permadeath because then, iron man. yeah iron man because then if yeah. i die once i lose the character and to me that's interesting like once you oh, go yeah. through the game and everything then you can replay it with permadeath and that's really cool yeah it's very definitely compelling i mean because you really have to play your ass off like you really have to optimize because it's your ass if you don't like that character is gone forever if you if you die so that's kind of cool. Uh, also, even Torchlight has that mode. The first Torchlight. I don't know about the second Torchlight. I was thinking about buying the second Torchlight. You said you played it, the right? The second Torchlight is excellent. I, I didn't really play the first one much. I played the second one quite a bit. The second one's very good. I mean, it's definitely like a, a, you know, a spiritual, a very good spiritual successor to Diablo with like a lot of character classes and a lot of, like in my opinion, like good, unique you know, like, Diablo's character classes are all, like, very samey and kind of, like, uh, they fit into tropes that, like, from all the games. Like, Torchlight 2, mm -hmm. like, all the classes are, like, you know, there's, like, stuff like engineers and stuff. It's not just, like, the typical mage and, you know, like, uh, whatever, you know, like, Amazon and yeah, Hunter. Yeah, the, the classes, yeah, the, the classes aren't just kind of the normal 
trope from the from the genre. It's yeah. like they really have like some unique unique classes and unique things, and it's it, because it does because like when you play like a Blizzard game, like you, it's all fits into like the same mold, and you like kind of know like what the builds are and what the specs are and like what you're gonna do and what you're gonna get and like with Torchlight too, you have to like it's kind of like even like Boring Lands where you know like your the the builds aren't kind of conforming to like other games where you know exactly like what the progression is and you know what you're gonna do and what you're gonna get mm -hmm. um what about the dawn what was that warhammer game is that good um what is it called because you i think you and art played our game uh grim dawn Oh, you know, I was going to bring that up. Actually, I kind of lost my train of thought. I was actually going to bring that. Grim Dawn is amazing. Yeah. Grim Dawn is really, really, really well done. Does that one it's, have co-op? Uh, what's that? Does that one have co-op? Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, we should like, probably it's start like playing that. It's also like a Diablo-like, but like Torchlight's very kind of cartoony and mm -hmm. stuff. Like Grim Dawn is like, uh, as kind of the name implies, it's kind of more, it's kind of darker. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, grungier. Like Torchlight's very cartoony. Like Grim Dawn is is very uh, kind of more dreary, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's a but it's not the same thing. It's kind of got like the random loot and uh, the similar mechanics and stuff. But it's got like a lot of specs and like the, the the points in that game. Like they don't give you a lot of points. So like your your builds tend to be like pretty well. Like some games give you like a lot of points. And you can just kind of go crazy and get whatever you want like that game you have to kind of like really pick or choose but and it's got like faction like you can get you know like you do missions for people and they like you and then that like unlike kind of like uh like world of warcraft or whatever like you do missions for people and then they like you more and then you can get like new recipes and stuff like it's got some crafting okay. not heavy crafting but but like you get rare materials and you can make new things and upgrades and stuff but yeah no it's it's a really really decent game i played it quite a bit and i and i really liked it okay i need to try that out because i actually i bought it during the i guess during the last sale not this last uh, whatever sale they had but the previous you, one you can get the base game for like yeah you can get the base game like the expansions they don't discount very heavily but the base game you can get for like two-thirds off on yeah. sale and it's very decent it's very very fun decent game yeah I'm really little challenging Oh, it's a little on the harder side. That's okay. You know me. I like hard shit. Gross. Um, okay, so I guess moving over other to Borderlands news, because the Borderlands movie is coming out, and I guess they're going to start the movie with the characters from the first movie, because Kevin Hart's going to be cast as Roland, which I completely disagree. Oh. Uh, but Jack Black is being cast as Cla Claptrap, and I can't think of anybody as obnoxious as Jack Black to play the most obnoxious character in Borderlands. I, I saw that when I saw that I was actually excited. Like uh, I just think Kevin Hart is so like I'm so over Kevin Hart. Like I just he's everywhere and I'm kind of sick. Of, he's not a bad guy, but I'm just really sick of him. But like Jack Black is claptrap. I was actually I, I was kind of excited by. I just don't think Kevin Hart's that funny, but I, I know. No, I don't. He's just got one trope. It's just like yeah. getting wide-eyed and screaming. Like that's literally all he's got. Yeah. Uh, so I was wondering if the rest of the cast of Jumanji was also going to jump into Borderlands. Like, I wouldn't mind carrying Gillian as Lilith. That would be fucking awesome. You get, get the rock in there. Yeah, get the rock. Yeah. Uh, what I said is, like, Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart is no Roland. That's like casting the rock as Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. 
I was like, look, the Rock should be playing Roland, or the Rock should be playing Brick. Brick, Brick yeah. Brick. I, I would, I would love to see the Rock as Brick, but I don't, yeah. I don't think that would happen. But, but, but cool. Kevin Hart can't be Roland. We need to get somebody with a little bit of meat and maybe a little bit taller than five three or however tall he is. I don't know. Um, okay, so, so did you ever play the Silent Hill games? I didn't. No. Okay. Well, they're getting two reboots for Silent Hill. I know Andrew played those games, so he'll probably like that. Uh, did you? <laughs> After this podcast, we're not so sure, though. Yeah, there's going to be a big meh, collective meh coming from Andrew's side. Nothing you say will ever interest me again. Uh, Dota 2, there's an anime adaptation coming to Netflix in March 2021. It's going to be called Dragon's Blood, featuring uh, the dragon... What is it? Dragon Knight. Dragon Knight, which is one of the 130-whatever characters of Dota 2. Uh, it's going to be on there. Uh, the other thing that's... The tutorial. What's that? He was in the tutorial. Yes, he was in the tutorial. They don't have tutorials anymore in Dota because things change so much that a tutorial just... It's kind of productive. Mm. The other uh, casting thing that I don't completely agree with is Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, cast as Joel in The Last of Us. And I put a bunch of stuff on the Discord channel with people that I think are more suited. If you're playing a guy that's going to have a really heavy beard... Uh, you know, he have facial hair. Pedro Pascal looks like a fucking neuter duck. I don't know, like his little fuss stuff on the side doesn't do it for me for that character. Uh, They're probably I, just gonna have him wear a mask since that's his archetype. Yeah, yeah, but Joel doesn't wear a mask still. Uh, well, the thing about Pedro <laughs> Pascal is that I know he's got a good actor, but I, he, his performance in Wonder Woman left me wanting. Like, I know it was badly written, but Pedro Pascal in The Wonder Woman did not do anything for me. And, in you know, well, Wonder Woman 82, I guess. Was that the name of that one? Uh, 1984, yeah. You know, I was, I was disappointed by that because I was, you know, the first one was really good. And it was just mm -hmm. kind of, uh, it's kind of sad that they, you know, and you know what, I, and to be honest with you, I knew when they said they were going to put it on HBO Max. I was like, oh, all right, well, we know how, you know. We we know that this movie wasn't uh, wasn't going to be. I knew it wasn't going to be amazing when they were giving it away. It had so much potential, though. It's just it ended up just being an overlong kind of boring movie. Like nothing happens. Like I'm I'm just waiting, and all you're hearing is just Pedro Pascal doing his stupid monologues. I'm like I'm done with this shit. Like I don't I don't know. The movie was way too long for the amount of stuff that actually got done in there. Um. Okay, oh, another Seth MacFarlane is going to reboot Revenge of the Nerds. I don't know exactly when that's happening, but it's happening. I saw that. I think that's, uh, I think that's, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, God, it's, it's, a, it's, I probably shouldn't have been watching that movie. Like, I didn't even know. Like, I was, like, my sister and I used to watch that movie as kids, and, mm -hmm. like, we just, oh, like, you know, like, I was probably, we were probably, like, 10 or 11 or 12 or something. Like, I didn't really, you know, like, I didn't really get anything out of like all the scantily clad women but i always thought it was a fucking, i thought it was a fucking hilarious movie though and we just watched it like over and over and over yeah um so so yeah i i, I love seth MacFarlane. i really i think that he's really funny and talented i love i i still watch a lot of family guy reruns at yeah. night like it's one of the things i do because i think family guy just like really really hits my funny bone like a lot of their little non sequiturs that they do just really crack me up and i really like him as a you know talent so yeah. i'm hopeful yeah there's definitely talent there 
And then something that's going to make you unhappy. Tencent has acquired the majority stake in Cly Entertainment. The studio yeah, I, don't start. I, posted that. I posted that in the Donkey Discord uh, some months ago, and I was very upset about that because uh, it's actually Clay, uh, which is interesting. I didn't know this either until I got really into the company because of uh, Oxygen Not Included, which mm -hmm. I totally left off in the game playing portion. I, oh, yeah through a thing where i put like 150 hours and by the way you bought me that game and yeah, I, I, I didn't really I, I was worried that it was going to be too hard for me and so i didn't really play it for quite a while and then i got i finally started playing it and i got really really into it and i got to the point like i've studied like i i can honestly tell you that i've probably never in my life studied harder for a game <laughs> than i for oxygen not included i literally would spend an hour or two almost every single day just watching YouTube um, instructional videos because the game is like a... It's almost like a physics sandbox. It's kind of like people that, you know, the people that talk about the game yeah. talk about it, and they're kind of like, it's not really like real physics, you know? It's like it's a physics simulator, but it's like it's not that accurate to like real-world physics, but it's more accurate than a lot of things, you know, than most games would be to real-world physics. Yeah. But like a lot of science and a lot of balance to systems and a lot of building and construction and there's so much to learn in that game like if you want to be good at that game like the amount of shit you need to know like the amount of and, and it's it, the depth of the game is just amazing like the amount of things you can do like the amount of depth like you can make things like you have you can like kind of make things by factories that like first you can like get things then you can kind of like make things and other things by using like a factory building but then later Rather than like using a, it's like turning oil into petroleum rather than like getting a petroleum thing and like using a, a little building that does it, you can actually like make your own thing that like heats it up to the right temperature and then like, uh, like moves the gases around and like splits up the stuff and then like freezes the distillates and blah, blah, blah. Like you can actually make machines to like, rather than like putting down a, a plant that like makes petroleum, you can actually like build your own thing that does it for you and it's more efficient and like the, the the depth of the rabbit hole is just mind-blowing like i spent so many hours learning like they have like things called a spam which is like a self-powered oxygen module it's yeah. like a you know and there's like and there's like there's a there's different versions of it there's like the you know half rodriguez and full rodriguez there's a guy named rodriguez that like <laughs> came out it's really good design for it and there's like they're like it's so such a deep rabbit hole and I really got into that game, and then you go into space, and like it's just like it's just, I just can't do it justice how deep the game is. And so I was really, and then it came out with an expansion, uh, like just recently too, a, a new um, expansion pack. But I was I was really really dismayed to see that Tencent basically. And of course they said that they're going to have like full creative control, but they they took financial control. They basically own the company completely, except for like they own like eighty percent or something. Oh they basically, shit! Eighty percent. Something like that. They own. They own. They own a majority of the company, but they said that the company retains creative control. Yeah. But that's what they always do now. When they when they buy something out, they just say, you know, like we own it. But they're still going to be able to do their thing. Okay. I think we can agree that Tencent is evil, motherfucker. Evil. Evil. Hey, Ubisoft is going to be making an open world Star Wars game. I wonder if it's going to be kind of like Star Wars Galaxies. Was that the game that Eat used to play? The Galaxies one. Uh, yeah, he used to play Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be anything like that. Like an MMO. It's, it says open world. I don't know. Because they have that Star Wars, whatever it is, the the MMO. The field. Old Republic. Yeah. I, thought, I felt was very... I, I did try it. I played it for like five or ten hours, and I found it to be 
quite uh i felt that i could live without it very successfully <laughs> yeah um then the next game that they're talking about in the resident evil franchise is resident evil village which is gonna go back to the roots of like resident evil 4 maybe so which i actually have on steam resident evil 4 is on steam which i need to play through actually so Will it have Mia Jovovich? That's the only real question. No, oh, it's a game. It's not a movie. Oh, it's a game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Resident Evil Village. Uh, there is a new Indiana Jones game coming out. Original story from Machine Games and Lucasfilm Games. Did you ever play the old 1990-whatever Last Crusade video game? No, I didn't. No. It was interesting. It kind of followed the movie. I don't know. Yeah. I played Lego Indiana Jones. I haven't played that. Is that good? Uh, yeah, those Lego good games. The Lego game. Those those games are honestly pretty good. I played I played like Lego Star Wars. They're like they're really funny. They're well done. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Did you play Marvel Lego? Lego Marvel? No. No. Uh, oh, there's a legendary studio is working on a new Buck Rogers show. I used to watch that shit when I was little. That was one of the shows that came down to Colombia when I was little. Was Buck Rogers? I used to love that show. And uh, didn't Looney Tunes make fun of that with like Duck Dodger or something? Yeah, Duck Dodgers and something. Twenty fourth and a half cents. Yeah, the twenty fourth and a half cents. Duck Dodgers. Duck Dodgers. Something like that. Uh, let's see. Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy are coming back for Coming to America too. I don't know if they're funny anymore though. Like, Eddie Murphy hasn't been funny for a while. But not because he's not funny, but because he's been a family man for a while. So, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't too... I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I, I th that was another movie. Uh, the first one was another movie that, like, my sister and I, we had that, like, on VHS. Uh, it was probably a bootleg, but whatever. You know, like a copy of a rented movie or something. But but we used to watch that shit a lot when we were kids. Like, we watched that movie all the time. Yeah, that movie's fucking awesome. And it's, and it's, it's like, I still remember, it's like our favorite. It's like... Yes, fuck you too. Like that's like one of the one of the sexual chocolate. Yeah. yeah, sexual sexual chocolate. Everybody, <laughs> sexual chocolate. good, good. That boy's good. <laughs> good. Yeah, we'll see. I, I have very very low expectations, but you know, you never know. They could hit. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I'll watch it. But my expectations are very freaking low. Probably as high as the that reboot of Bill and Ted, right? I didn't even see that movie. Andrew saw it and says, "Yeah, don't watch that shit." <laughs> the Bill and Ted I reboot. And I, I don't even know if I will. I heard it was wretched. Yeah, I could see it on the preview though. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna like this. Uh, there's a new Alien series on FX, and it's set on Earth. Has that come out yet? Because I don't have FX, so I don't know. Don't you have Hulu? I thought oh, I Hulu. Um, I thought all the FX stuff was on Hulu. Cause, oh, like, is it? Hulu. Oh, okay, maybe it is now. Okay, I haven't seen it yet, so maybe it's not out yet. Um, let's see. Henry Cavill injured while filming The Witcher. By now, that was that was a long time ago. Yeah. That was like five months ago. I mean, by yeah, now, he uh, should be, like, I would assume that he's like he fully... Should, he should be okay. Yeah, granted, when I was... I'm going from the most recent news to the older news. So by now I'm getting to like older stuff since the last podcast that we did was like maybe four months ago, five months ago, maybe even more. I think, didn't he hurt his ankle or break his ankle or yeah, something, like something like that? So, but everything's been delayed because of the pandemic anyway. But you know, not like it slows things down that much more. Uh, there's there's an upcoming D and D movie with Chris Pine. Have you heard anything about that? No. 
No, well, it's coming. It. But we all remember the last D&D movie, and that one sucked ass, so hopefully... What do you mean? Monsters and Mazes is excellent. No, there was one after that. There was When was that bad D&D? It, was, it had Jeremy Irons in it. And Jeremy Irons is actually pretty good, but it was just a really bad movie. It was like maybe... That wasn't like that. that, wasn't like that uh, with the dragons, something. and he was controlling the dragons, and he had like... Was it Jamie Foxx? Is that one of those guys? Or oh, it was one of the Wayans brothers, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I know. I know. I, I saw that. And it wasn't good, but I can't. Wow, I can't. Wasn't it something hard or something like that? Well, there was a Dragon Heart, but that was a different movie. But this one was actually Dungeons and Dragons. But, but oh. I, don't, I don't remember the title. Uh, maybe we can search and see what, what it was. Yeah, it, must have been very, it must have been very memorable because I'm not pulling. Let's see. Just type Jeremy Irons. And I actually love Jeremy Irons, but. No, he is. He's he's very talented, but that yeah, it was literally called Dungeons and Dragons. It, it was released in two thousand, and it sucked ass. It was horrible. It just <laughs> killed everything. Uh, yeah, that was right after I guess Wizards of the Coast had bought the the thing with the stuff. Uh, I, I think Wizards of the Coast bought D and D in what, in ninety eight maybe. Yeah, they used all their uh, Magic the Gathering money to buy to Dungeons and Dragons, and they just constantly released expansions. Because they, uh, that's, uh, third edition came out in 2001, I think. 2000 or 2001 was third edition D&D, which actually I thought it wasn't bad, the third edition. Okay, let's see what, uh, there's uh, another Fantastic Four movie. Did you see the last Fantastic Four movie? The, the one that... Fantastic Four movie was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I haven't seen and it. Unfortunately, watch it only because it was on like HBO, which I already had, oh. and and I knew it was gonna suck, and it was, and I was still disappointed. Oh wow, well, that's well, they're coming up with another one now, so I don't know who's gonna be in it, but it's coming. And then the next two shows on Disney Plus are probably gonna be the Loki series and the Falcon and Winter Soldier, I guess, or you know, Bucky, whatever the hell. I, my least favorite character. Is Bucky honestly? I was just talking about that today. And yeah, I think I, uh, I. I don't know. I feel like yeah. Even with well, you know, I, I haven't seen Wandavision yet. Has it, have you guys seen it? Is it any good? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit today. I just didn't want to spoil anything. But during my thing, we talked about Wanda. Wandavision is really good. I really? Like oh, it's really good. I didn't think I was gonna like it. I was actually dragging my heels, and I watched the first episode. I'm like, I'm not gonna like this, and it was actually really good. I highly recommend it. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I put. It, I, I guess. I, I guess. I, I had someone bugging me it, it for a minute. I was on push to talk. Someone was bothering me, and I guess I must have missed that because okay. yeah, no, I, I felt like the um, you know, like the. It feels like kind of like with these Disney Plus, these like new shows they're kind of looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of feels like they're like getting like B and C list. You know, they're like kind of like getting like like B and C lister, you know, they're kind of like getting like the nobodies and kind of like scraping together the nobodies and trying to, you know, like probably people that work cheap or something. And, you know, like people that don't have a lot of like actors that don't get a lot of roles or whatever. And like, they're trying to, you know, put so my expectations are kind of low. I kind of figured they were just trying to scrape together, you know, cheap stuff. That, that's a perception, but the actual show is well done. It's, it's good quality, it's good quality acting, and it's good quality writing. 
And, you know, it's got, you know, Scarlet Witch and Vision, so, I mean, it's not like it's the B-listers, you know, it's still the A, you know. Well, I was reading a thing about the guy that played Vision, like, apparently, like, someone had told him, like, there was, like, this whole thing where, like, someone had, you know, like, I guess he was having trouble, like, getting work or something, and then, like, the Vision thing came up and, like, kind of, like, saved his career, so, you know. I guess, although I thought that he was, like, a kind of snooty actor, like, he thought he was better than other people. I may be wrong, but I thought that was, like, a long time ago. Uh, when he was more popular, I guess. I don't know. I just remember him in this Wimbledon movie with uh, Chris, Kristen Dunst, I guess. I think the movie was called Wimbledon. He played a tennis player and stuff. I always thought he's been he's always been a really good actor. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I can ch I'll check it out. I have Disney Plus, so... Yeah. I just was I, I was dragging my feet because I figured it was gonna suck. No, WandaVision is good. It's legit good. And the good thing about you watching it now is you can watch a bunch of episodes all together because you know it's one of those that's dropping once a week. So, but by now yeah. I think most of the episodes are out. So, I just I, I just I, I really think the net. I don't know. Everyone's trying to to change the kind of roll it back. Like I guess they want people to stay subscribed for longer or something. But I just really like the Netflix model where you can just watch the whole thing yeah yeah exactly um let me see what else do we have here uh just going through the stuff that well, the game awards came out like two months ago but i just have a list of the stuff that came out just to put out games that are out there uh, perfect dark announced from microsoft uh, back for blood which is a game that we're looking at right now which is kind of like uh, left for dead it's it's by a an adjacent studio to Valve. It's not by them, but you know. And so it's a co-op zombie shooter kind of like Left 4 Dead. And it's back for blood. It looks really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Perfect Dark was a, like a N64 game that was very good. So Okay. I, yeah, I didn't know much about Perfect Dark. So we got Perfect Dark back for blood. We have a game called Scavengers. Don't know much about that. We have Hood Outlast and Legends. This Robin Hood game, which actually looks pretty cool. We have the Callisto Protocol, which is a very interesting game, kind of survival horror in space, like similar to Dead Space. So Callisto Protocol, I would keep my eye on that one. We have Dark Dark Tide Warhammer 40k, similar to Vermintide, but uh, but I guess it's 40k. So you have a lot more shooting than just like a melee weapon. So that one actually looks better than Vermintide. Uh, there's going to be a new Dragon Age game from Bioware, another game called Endless Dungeon. Another game called Crim Crimson Desert. There's an animated series based on Arc 2, the video game, I guess. Uh, I don't know if that's interesting or not. Based on which? Arc, you know, the one with the dinosaurs. Oh, called oh, the dinosaur game, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually played that. I mean, at some point, I don't know, maybe, maybe someday we'll get you guys to try it. It's actually not bad. It's actually a pretty fun little game. It could be. I just never had any. I don't know. Like the dinosaur part of it doesn't really attract me. But uh, Elite Dangerous Odyssey. I know this happened a while back, but you know they have the new expansion where you can actually explore explore planets on foot. Because I guess before you couldn't leave your ship, but now you can. Uh, there's a Evil Dead game that was announced. Uh, also a Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, but for some reason this one's going to be locked to the Switch, so it's not going to be up across all the platforms, it's just going to be on Switch, which I think is dumb, but okay. Because it's a Capcom game, why wouldn't you just put it out on all the platforms? 
Super Meat Boy Forever, Road 96, Evil West, and Mass Effect will continue apparently. So they're working on a new Mass Effect game. From the Disney Star Wars announcements, stuff that's coming is Star Wars Rogue Squadron. I guess it's the same director, Patty Jenkins, that did Wonder Woman. Um, it's the next entry from the franchise to hit the big screen. Rogue Squadron centers on fighter pilots in a galaxy far, far away. No details have been revealed, but Jenkins shared a short video about her excitement. Is this, uh, is this, uh, um, when you say, is this, uh, because there's, there's that Star Wars Squadrons game. Is this a movie? This is a movie, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Rogue Squadron is set for theaters in 2023. There's an untitled Taika, Taika Waikiki project. Uh, we have no idea what this will be about, but Thor Ragnarok director Taika Waititi is developing his own Star Wars film. While discussing the movie, Kennedy said, Taika's approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected and unique. His enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure the audiences are in for an unforgivable ride. He's currently hard at work writing this next adventure. That's all they're releasing. Uh, there's another show called Rangers of the New Republic. That's going to come out. The first two Mandalorian... Oh, the first of two... Oh, hold on. Is Rangers of the New Republic the one that got cancelled because of Gina Carano? I think it did. Yeah, I think Rangers of the New Republic is is now can't. Wow. Well, that would suck. So I was actually kind of looking forward to that. The other thing that they had slated was Ash Ashoka. Ahsoka is getting her own show, I guess. Which is the second spin-off show from from the Mandalorian. Actually, I love Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there's another show called Andor. So, which is a series about Rogue One character Cassian Andor, Diego Luna from Rogue One, I guess. It's in production right now. Uh, of course, I we already knew there was going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi show. So I guess that's still coming. Uh, there's going to be a Lando show, I guess. That's <laughs> really? Yeah. Man, they are desperate. Dear white people creator Justin Simeon is developing the series. What's interesting is that it's not revealed who's going to be playing Lando. So I guess it's probably not going to be the same guy that played him in Solo. No. Uh, oh, yeah. Danny Glover. Or... L.E.D. Williams. No, Danny Glover. Danny Glover is the one that played him in Solo. Oh, I didn't. I, you know, I never did. Solo. It just looked so bad. Uh, Donald Glover, sorry. Was was uh, was was uh, was uh, was Solo any good? I never watched it. It just looked like garbage to me. Solo was okay, in my opinion. Solo is probably one of the weakest films of Star Wars. Okay, then if, it, if that's the case, then I'll never watch it. Cause uh, I, I, I would watch it over the Phantom Menace, but you know, it's it's not the best one. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, Phantom Menace. You know, I thought the Phantom Menace was absolute garbage until I saw the the newer movies, and then I was like, oh, Phantom Menace wasn't, uh, you know, compared to like the 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 the, the sequels, uh, the Phantom, Menace, you know, the prequels aren't look a lot better now. Yeah. the The problem with with Solo is that it came out after everybody was really pissed off at Ryan Johnson, and so they kind of boycotted Solo. I like the movie is just okay. It's not the greatest movie ever made or whatever. It's just okay, but it suffered because it was the one that came after the Last Jedi. Because people were really pissed. And uh, talking about the Last Jedi, director Ryan Johnson is set to still have his trilogy. I thought he had lost that trilogy, but he says that he still has the rights to make a trilogy. 
why Disney would still keep him on there for Star Wars is beyond me. Because the guy really pissed off the fans. I know the guy's a good director, but he's not necessarily a good Star Wars director. There's a difference between doing Knives Out and doing Star Wars. So, I don't know. There's another a series called The Acolyte. Comes from Russian doll creator Leslie Headland. Uh, the Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Uh, there's an animated uh, follow-up to The Clone Wars called The Bad Batch. So that's also come. There's another one called Visions. The original series will be a collection of short films from a number of Japanese anime creators. But set in the Star Wars universe. And then there's a droid story, which R2D2 and C3PO are back in an animated special. Uh, so anyway, boy, they're they're really they're really uh, trying to get that money out of buying Star Wars. They're just like uh, yeah, yeah, just melting living shit out of it. Yeah. And then once we switch, okay, so that's the Star Wars news actually from like three months ago. <laughs> I just wanted to run through all the shows that are potentially coming to Star Wars, or at least the ones that were announced. And like I say, Rangers of the New Republic may be canceled depending on what happened with Gina. You know, I don't. Um, when are we gonna see the Chewbacca spinoff show? I don't know. There's no love for Chewie, man. It, it'll uh, just be him and other things going. <laughs> yeah. The whole time. Um, let's see, Spider-Man three to include the past two Spider-Man and Christian Dunst, and Doc Ock from Spider-Man two. I guess we'll huh. see how oh, Spider-Man three goes. That's old news. Yeah, I know it's old news. This is a while back. Uh, the Witcher four may not have Geralt as the main character, so it could be Siri, I guess. And when I say the Witcher four, I mean the video game The Witcher four, which I don't know. I don't even know. A studio movie Red, you know, a CD Project Red, have they said if they're working on Witcher four? I mean, this is I haven't heard anything. Kind of Never like a heard. rumor, right? I never cared for Siri to be honest with you. But maybe, I guess, I mean, I guess if they made her more play, I, I always thought that she was kind of, you know, I never, I always didn't like the sequences where you were forced to play as her, but I guess maybe if they, like, fleshed her out and gave her her own powers and, yeah, because you know, you, you, more, more interesting, maybe, but I don't know, I never cared for her. I never thought she was that interesting. Well, because they don't give you an inventory or anything, like, you don't get to flesh a character out, you just kind of play as her, and she's got this limited kind of couple of powers, and that's about it. So, and I think that's it for the news. Everything else is just really old, so I don't, you know, it's stuff that is not topical anymore, unless you guys have something you want to... Ethan hasn't talked about what he's been up to recently. Oh, yeah, what is Ethan up to recently, other than getting a chastity belt from Amazon? Gross. I, <laughs> uh, I got scrap mechanic during the Lunar Festival, mm -hmm. and I played that the other day. And I figured out how to make stuff. Okay. And that's been fun. I made a car. And the car goes vroom vroom. <laughs> also, I've been playing a Minecraft mod pack called RL Craft. Mm, I've which, heard that one. Yeah. Oh, yes. It is so, so difficult in the most hilarious ways. And I'm struggling through it. But it's, uh, I find it to be a rewarding experience to make each step forward. 
So that's the thing. The thing with Minecraft, see, again, Minecraft, like, the Minecraft mod packs, like, Minecraft was another game where I spent a lot of time um, researching things. Like, you, like, I was watching a lot of videos and Let's Plays and, you know, like, like you have to, like, really do a lot of learning to to get through the mod packs, especially because all the mod packs combine, like, multiple mod packs together and you have to, like, figure out how they kind of intersect and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So I like to give you guys an excerpt from my last journey into that world. Is uh, I was riding across an ocean to explore some new lands, and I had some earplugs on my head because there were sirens in the water. What the hell, Whoopi? Whoopi. <laughs> Please continue. Hello? Okay, sorry, I was just honking at a shush, Mopey! Shush! Okay, so, I was, uh, I had earplugs in because there were sirens mm -hmm. in the ocean, and, uh, if you hear their call, you know, they draw you towards them, and then they try to eat you. So I was trying to combat that, and then I get to the next continent, and I see that there's a village there. So I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to get some free stuff at this village. So yeah. then I walk in, and I'm looking through all the chests. And then I hear this weird uh, this weird crackling noise. And I open up a door to a room, and the room is on fire. And everybody in there is dying. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, uh, what happened here? And then I turn around, and the wall in front of me just bursts open into flames and sunlight and there's a dragon staring at me and then it roasted me huh. and then you died so you died it was permadeath yes. so you can't play the game anymore right uh no it's not permadeath oh man well nobody yeah. but nobody but he would have to like get on a boat and go across the whole freaking world again <laughs> yeah if i want my stuff back i have to fight a dragon basically oh wow well and you have to travel across the world to do so as well yeah oh, cool dude not cool that's yeah. like in Valheim too. Valheim has like, like later on in Valheim, like you'll you'll like have to take a boat across the ocean, and then if you die, and you have to like make a new boat and go back and get the old boat. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. But your stuff doesn't despawn in Valheim, does it? No, no, it oh, doesn't. Okay. But just, so when you start having to like sail across the ocean and shit, going like a corpse recovery kind of takes on like a whole, you know, whole becomes expedition, like a rescue mission. <laughs> yeah. And you have to have, like, someone else, like, hey, someone need you to take me over here so that we can, like, get the boats and pick up the boats and shit. It's, yeah, it's, uh... Well, maybe next weekend we can continue our Valheim exploration. Yes, I would love to do that. So, because Valheim is a lot of fun. I just, I do want to give them time to flesh it out more, because I'm so excited yeah, about the new shit they're putting in it. Stuff. Like, I don't really think you're missing too much by just playing it, like... They're going to add stuff, but, like, I, it's going to be stuff that's going to be added on top, so, like, and the game's, it's got a pretty, pretty long, trust me, you've got to, like, do, you've got to gather materials to make equipment, and everyone's mm -hmm. going to need equipment, so it's, especially at the speed we're playing it, like, you're, you're, we're not going to have to worry, like, at all. Okay, I just don't want it to update it, and then our server become obsolete, like, in seven days. Um, I, I don't think, what, you know, to They've been doing a lot of updates, and so far that hasn't been... Like, I'm not worried about that. Okay, that was my main concern, really. Uh, okay. 
Well, I guess we have gone for two hours and change, so I guess it's time to wrap up the podcast. Do you guys have any final parting words or anything you'd like to say to the uh, three and a half people that listen to this shit? Yeah, I've also been streaming my games on Twitch, and I found out how to stream to multiple platforms at once. Oh yeah? I mean how I was trying to stream to Discord and Twitch, but then I was getting lagging on Twitch? Yeah, so there's this website called Restream.io, mm-hmm. and basically you can hook up your accounts to that. Yeah, and then you can basically instead of using a stream key for Twitch, uh-huh. you use a stream key from the website, and then the website will Link send the stream else. to yeah. And you can even like update your information from the website, and it'll update it everywhere else. Okay, that's cool. Can you uh, put the link on the Discord chat? Uh, yeah. And so that I can get what's, your, what's your Twitch? What's your Twitch thing? With yeah, stuff? what's your Twitch handle? It is Ethan Citoto because Ethan Cito was taken. Ethan so I put Cito. a second toe. Okay. Yes. How dare they? Okay. Cool. So Candyman, you're do you? Every time I look at you, you're playing Parsec. So Parsec is the program that oh, you. Yeah. Yeah, so so Parsec is actually it's really a wonderful thing. So all Parsec is is it's it's a uh, so I, and I honestly think it's what uh, Steam uh, Remote Play uses. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's just a, a remote desktop program that does like low latency streaming. So all I do is I have my laptop like on my lap, mm-hmm. and it's and, I, and it uh, hooks to my desktop, and it's like a very low latency, like full full. It basically it's a video streaming thing that uses like low bandwidth and and low latency yeah. so essentially it lets me remote I'm, I'm basically playing games on my desktop for my laptop so my laptop is just like a dumb terminal yeah. so i'm getting performance of my desktop but i'm using my laptop oh okay and is that free or how do you set up parsec so i can i can use it from anywhere so i can um like oh, if i'm a charger huh do you pay for that for no it's free Oh, it's free. Nope, okay. it's free. And it's just like a little client. You just click your computer and you connect. And like, what's really nice is if I'm playing a game, like let's say I'm sitting at my computer and I want to switch to my laptop, mm-hmm. I can just um, connect to my computer. Like I don't have to, because I run everything on. And, and the thing is too, because Steam is annoying and you can't like run a, a, like if you're running a game on one computer, you can't run a game on another computer, but I can run like three games on my desktop. And then if I walk back and forth, like I can just connect from my laptop to my desktop. I don't have to like close the game and reopen on my laptop, I just remote connect to my PC and play it from my laptop and it like adapts all the resolution and everything and it's totally free. So like I basically just, basically it's my way of cheating. I use my laptop to get like the performance of a desktop basically. Oh, okay. Uh, is that, yeah. is Parsec compatible with like an iPad if you wanted to play games on an iPad? You know, that's a good question. Um, I don't, uh, let me think about it. I don't know. I have to think about that. Okay. It might be. Oh, we can talk about it yeah, the next time. Really program. It's totally free. Okay. Yeah, we'll check it out. And uh, I yeah. know when you come to visit, you just let your computer run in LA, and then you just come to Houston, and you. Yeah, when I come in Houston, yeah, when I come to Houston, that for the most part, unless we're playing like some, like every once in a while, I'll run the game natively on my. But that's the other thing. See, when I run games on my laptop, mm-hmm. the fans up really hard. Um, because it's doing, you know, it's running the GPU, and like literally, like if I'm sitting with it on my leg, it will burn my leg because oh, wow. it gets hot. Yeah, uh, it's, it's an alien where it gets like really hot when the GPU is running full power. But if I stream from my desktop, my laptop doesn't even break a sweat because it's not really doing anything. It's just running a stream. Okay, gotcha. so it 
doesn't throw as much heat either, and it doesn't like burn my leg and stuff if it's on my lap. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really cool. There's there's other there's like another one too. It's called like Moonbeam or something. I haven't even bothered to check it out because Parsec works so well. But but there's other programs that do it too. But it's it's like a low latency connection thing, and it works really well even for like playing shooters. Like like if I was in Houston, like I could still play shooters. I wouldn't like have really you know like I wouldn't just be missing like crazy. <laughs> cool. Sounds good. Okay, well, guys, thanks for coming to the podcast and. Uh... It's good to talk to you guys. We'll play and hopefully stream some Valheim this coming weekend on the Mutant Donkey Twitch channel. So Hooray! we'll do some stuff All like that. Right. Okay. With that, All right. I will bid you adieu. And uh, yeah, we'll play. I guess I'll get in touch with you, Candyman, this week in case you want to play something else during the week. Yeah, so. we could. Yeah, we could do that. Like I said, I wish that's the problem. And again, we're talking about that stupid Ten Miles to Freedom or whatever game. It's like. It's just like, you know what, like, there's so many games we could play, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like, there's no reason at this day and age, there's no reason really to play a bad game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I have so many Steam games that I haven't even been, you know, like, I have so many games that I haven't even cracked open. Yeah, I know, that me too. I play a bad game. Yeah. It's just not worth it. You got it. All right. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, good night. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mutant Donkey podcast. If you'd like to contact us, please send us an email at mutantdonkey at gmail.com. That's mutantdonkey with a three instead of an e at gmail.com. We will also put this email address in the show notes. Thank you.